the moment you've all been waiting for. It's time for the Steak for Breakfast podcast. It's Tuesday, April 13th, 2021, and this is the People's Podcast. This is Steak for Breakfast. This is not Nam. This is bowling. There are rules. Today, Junior! America! Steak. Four! Breakfast! So stand by! This episode of the show is brought to you by ManRubs. Visit ManRubs.com. Use the code STEAK15 at checkout. Save 15% off anything in their store. Hats, mugs, awesome uh, rubs for your meat. We just had... Two racks of ribs, one tri-tip. Thanks to Man Rubs oh, for their awesome support. Um, they also have blow torches to help start the charcoal. That can be a pain in the ass sometimes when you have people over and you're trying to get your grill ready. Um, that's manrubs.com with the code STEAK15 at checkout. Also brought to you by Stay Ready Gear. Visit their website, stayreadygear.com. Their social media handle is Stay Ready Gear USA. They have concealed carry holsters, tourniquet holsters, T-shirts, hats, dump trays for all your EDC stuff. If you're one of those guys that has two knives, a gun, turn a kit, and you carry that stuff with you all day, every day. When you get home, dump it in a dump tray next to your bedside. Keep all your gear systematically organized. Yeah, I don't know if you guys have saw in like the last 24 hours, but the social justice riots are back just in time for summer. It's riot season. <laughs> Everyone take down your COVID decorations and put up <laughs> your social justice warrior decorations because it's that time of year again. And I couldn't think of anything better to help you get strapped to defend not only the Republic, but your own private personal property than your domicile. Yeah. Firearms. Guns. Do we know a firearms dealer? You do. Uh, Mike at West Coast Survival Arms. Yeah, we sure do. He's got a five-star rating. He's a licensed FFL, and he's got everything you need to keep you safe during the summer of social justice riots. Visit Mike on Facebook or at 619-870-6992. That's Mike over at West Coast Survival Arms. You're defending your property, right? Do you go out and just like a t-shirt or like a wife beater or something, or do you, just, you put on a little bit of body armor? I have body armor. Last time I did it, it was in the middle of the night. It was unexpected, so I was in my... You probably need some things to accent that body armor and make it tactically savage. Savage. Appealing. Savage. I like that. Mediocre Medic and MediocreMedic.com. They got a lot of different patches, stickers. I mean, if you even want to do it like a true American way, they got flip-flops and fanny packs. Just imagine, gun from West Coast Survival Arms, eating a rib from Man Rubs, conceal carry, stay ready gear. You got a patch from Mediocre Medic. I don't and think even, we need any other sponsors. Well, we sure do. And that's Mark Joe Friday over at dumpbox.us. Mediocre Medic has patches, but Mark Joe Friday has patches. You know what I'm saying? Home of the Zero Fucks Duck. And they've got every single Donald Trump tweet you can imagine. Fuck around and find out. I got a patch of that. It's in my car. You know those two people in St. Louis who defended their property with the guns? Mm-hmm. Well, Mark put Donald Trump's head on it and put it in front of the White House and made a patch out of it. Solid. Yeah, if you're into tactical gear like that, Mark Joe Friday, dumpbox.us. And ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Steak for Breakfast podcast. Welcome. I'm Roan, and I'm joined today by a lot of people. I kind of got some anxiety. Um, <laughs> Noah's here, as usual. Hey. And so is Nick. Good thing that uh, he was ready to go with the intro. <laughs> but we're also joined by several guests. 
and are actually outnumbered today. Yeah. Why doesn't everybody introduce themselves starting with you? Oh, thank you. Well, I'm Allison, also known as Allison Wonderland on Instagram. I think I've, I think I heard of you before. Weren't you like um, customer of the month at Starbucks not too far back? Oh, yes. They love me there. I saw that. <laughs> yes. Uh, you know, just got to call out the, the BS you in sure LA. Do. There's a lot of it there. Well, there's no rules on this podcast, so say whatever the hell you want. Now I'm going to go around the table now over to our first returning guest. Right in studio. I'm back. She's back. <laughs> Hi, uh, Geisha Montes. That's, that's me. And second time here. Uh, I came for free food and, and memes. We didn't force her. <laughs> yes. We did not force her. <laughs> it was awesome. Um, and I, I'm saving some space for more later. And it looks like you brought a friend today. Why don't you introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Amy Lewis, also known as Quoka Cutie. Oh. Uh, Geisha told me about the free food. So, nice. Uh, <laughs> we're all in food coma right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of food comas, Nick's here as usual. And then we're going to circle all the way around the table to our guest via Zoom, which is more normal for us. But today you're just part of the panel. It's who are you? Yo Lottie. Oh, I know. Yo Lottie known as it's Yo Lottie underscore on Instagram. And I unfortunately am not there to enjoy the beverages and the food. So that sucks. But I'm staring at everybody else enjoy themselves. So. <laughs> Salud. <laughs> Well, you do have one advantage to all of us that we do not have. You have the benefit of being in Big Dick Ron Land, where you live. <laughs> so we are That's all right. extremely so jealous of you yeah. and all of the freedom that you have and how long you've had it. So um, Geisha is moving. Yes, I'm so excited. To be DRL. I'll be in Fort Lauderdale, but, you know, it's not as, it's, it's anything right now is it's better than Los Angeles. Oh, yeah, I'm like an hour and a half in there. So. Oh, sweet. Well, maybe you guys can hang out. Yeah, I know. And then drink real beers and stuff. You That's know, right. Then... <laughs> well, welcome to the Steak for Breakfast podcast. You can, uh, you know, follow us on Instagram at Steak for Breakfast podcast and also on all downloadable podcast platforms. Welcome to the show. We got a huge package of show for you guys today and a lot of stuff going on. Um, how's everybody doing, by the way? Let's, let's I'm all doing great. Out. Full. I feel good. I hey, slept for three me. hours. I'm good. Yeah. About the same. Nick? That's why you always look tired. <laughs> I'm in that's food just coma. His face. That's, <laughs> just his, that's his normal expression. I mean, you look great. bully, man. They're bullying <laughs> you. Stop it. What'd you eat? What'd you feed us today? We had two racks of ribs that were uh, smoked for six hours and then um, a three pound tri tip. Cool. We almost ate all of it. But I was up at eight. Well, I was up at six. I had to go to the grocery store and then all this stuff was on the smoker at like uh, eight. So the ribs were on there for six hours. So I was sitting there in the mist because it's kind of sprinkling here in San Diego, babysitting. Yeah, I was driving home at like 6.30. It was almost raining. Yeah, it was not, I'm not going to dramatize, but it was, it was pretty sprinkling. Not raining, but I was sitting out there getting wet. Oh, that's cute. Babysitting the fire, and but it turned out good. And apparently drinking beer. Why were you getting wet? It was wet outside. It was sprinkling. Oh. It was overcast all day. The heavy, marine layer never broke through here. Heavy marine layer, yeah. But it was worth it. Because the final product was delicious. Yeah, it certainly was. And I hope it was all beef and pork and not yeah. anything else. It definitely wasn't human, but we're probably all going to get gout after that. So <laughs> don't blame me for your gout if, if you gout? developed that. What is that? Is that another word for like poop or something? You don't want it. No, you don't want Gout's it. like a joint infection once you eat too much oh. red meat and pork. No, I'm Dominican. You can't feed me anything. <laughs> or, or, or too many shrimp cocktails. <laughs> Nothing has ever like got to my guts yet. Well, going around the table, Allison, 
you were at an event in San Diego last night for um, nice gubernatorial candidate Major Williams. You want to tell us about that? Yes, I was uh, there in support of Major Williams. Uh, you know, we've got to get Newsom out, as I'm sure you all agree. Oh, he's gone. I think he is out. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, if they can steal the election, can't yeah. they do anything? True story. They're gonna they're gonna set the the signature verification up really high. I'm sure. Yes. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, so yeah. Anyway, just working hard to uh, proceed with that and uh, try to spread awareness and the message from Major because I think he has a lot of great things to offer. He's currently going through a bit of a rough time, uh, but I think that uh, he would be a great choice. So I was just there to show support. Yeah, nice. he's a pretty solid candidate. Keisha, mm -hmm. what do you got going on? Well, you know, getting ready to pack to get to uh, Big Dick there you go. You just uh -huh. <laughs> Close enough. Yeah, I'm <laughs> uh, yeah, just very excited to move to Florida. I can't wait. Like every second, I, I try to go to bed early just so like I'm done with the day. Well, you're from the Dominican uh, Republic originally, right? Yes. Well, you know, it's a DR, right? Yeah. DR? Yes. So BDRL. BDRL. <laughs> it's destiny. Mm -hmm. uh, but all the, you know, just catching up with the with the memes, finishing the platform, and then um, moving to a better place where I can feel better and my mental health and, and the people around me just just kind of feel better. I am I feel very uh, positive about moving towards uh, Florida. I, I call me California is not a place for me. People ask me, they ask me, they're like, oh, Tillis, where are you moving? And I'm like, like that, like. You know yeah. why. Why is everybody moving? Stop pretending. Well, it's not like I'm going to go, like, I'll have something going on there. And that's the reason why. Well, and the funny part is even people, like, liberal celebrities are moving. Yeah. And they're going, this is crazy. I don't want to live here. And it's like, you like, voted and endorsed the atmosphere that we're currently living yeah, in. You ruined our state. But you don't like it, so well, you're moving gonna, to Texas. They're going to move to Texas and ruin Texas, too. Texas is was almost ruined this past year, and, it, and I would bet the farm that it's going to be a blue state. This next coming mm. election. Oh no! I hope no, you're wrong no. about that. I hope I'm wrong too. I think we're going to see some voter integrity. Hopefully. I think we were read this election. I mean, are they still? Are they going to ask see. for ID or no? Isn't that like one of the issues right How now? How dare you, so racist? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Look at the backlash Georgia's facing right now for that. Yep. It's ridiculous, and they moved the All Star Game to a predominantly white area with with, with stricter voting laws. Stricter voting laws. <laughs> Once yeah. again, I don't believe in like the simulation theory, but we're definitely living in like a clown world. Clown world, yeah. yeah the meme you posted on the steak for breakfast Instagram was hilarious. Which with one? The two astronauts. Yeah. So we're living in a clown world. Yeah, and it's like it always has it's always been. been. <laughs> it's the gun to the back of I thought you were talking about the one we made yesterday with Biden in the White House. There's a ton of good ones. With the cat dancing in the bongo drums. That's probably <laughs> the, one of the best memes. A cat? That one, the cat, the white. Oh. Okay. It's Replaced Shallow Day is our new victory song. Nice. <laughs> so, we've now entered our third day of mostly peaceful protest mm. in the Minneapolis area. And following the shooting of a 20-year-old unarmed black man, um, looters have destroyed at least a footlocker. Wow. A Dollar Tree. GameStop. A Target. A Dollar Tree. GameStop. <laughs> Why would you loot Dollar Tree? Why would you loot Dollar Tree? That better People not affect don't me. go to Costco. Like, yeah. there's so many things. If this is what you're going to do, go to Costco. That's why they don't right? put Costco. 100%. They don't put Costco. So, loot a Costco in inner city. You will make out. Yeah, but Costco's like a fortress. They have the fucking steel roll, yeah. roll down and doors. And the thing is. And it, it's like a brick building. Like, the employees at Costco, like, believe in the mission of Costco. Like, I bet 
employees would hold that down. If you go to Dollar Tree, people would probably just open the door and be like, let it rip. We don't like this place. Yeah. People at Costco have like careers there. Well, you can't you can't loot a business that has forklifts on site. It's usually yeah. a bad idea. They'd also ask for your membership, probably. Yeah. Your ID. You thought <laughs> you really want to <laughs> I'm sorry, you can't come you in and to. loot without your ID. Yeah. There you was a Dollar Tree. Kind of intelligence to do that. Yeah. So. There was a Dollar Tree in the town I went to school in in Oregon and the town was like 6,000 people. It was like Redneckville. But the Dollar Tree had a meat selection. Okay. Oh. Wow. I, this is a true story. Forest Grove, Oregon. If you go to the Dollar Tree, there's a meat selection. And it's like when you go to a liquor store and like there's a deli. A, not even that. Like, you know, the ice cream freezers mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is like that, but with like salami, steak, Ex- quote unquote. Expired oh, meat. So, so like meat. But it was all frozen salt. And my buddy got um, steak and he ate it and he was hurting for like a month. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what? that's what you get. They, got, they were probably the surprised place at that. I want to go loot if I ever had to. They have yeah. some meat at the 99 cent store over there, but... But what are you going to steal at Dollar Tree? Silverware and you, party you supplies? You all day looting and you're going to get like 20 bucks worth of stuff. <laughs> I like what you lot of said. Go to Costco. You'll get like a 90-inch TV. You have really big shopping carts. Yeah, you'll probably get a rebate when you leave. You know, yeah, the shopping carts actually work. If you lead a, loot a Walmart, you're going to be tilting the cart three-fourths of the way to the store because one of the tires don't rotate. So you just got to get it flat. Looters in LA are fancy. Yeah, I was going to say, you can go to Beverly Hills and hit up Gucci and Louie. Looters in LA, they go to Apple Store. They go to to Rodeo Drive. (laughs) When we had the riots in San Diego last year, the people in La Mesa, which is like a sub-neighborhood in San Diego, burnt down a Chase Bank, didn't even bother to hit the vault. No, they just threw Molotov cocktails. And I'm like, the if you're gonna burn a bank down, at least you might as well take a crack wow. at you know, bring a Salzar, at least make an attempt. Mm-hmm. They just left it. Like the only thing standing was the vault. And you're like, what are you guys doing? Yeah, get a dump truck. You know, take the door off and see what you can get. All but right, let's not give him any ideas. <laughs> I just remember seeing the news and I'm like, these guys didn't even hit the vault. What are you? What are you doing? Remember that Patriot that you. fortified that bulldozer? And oh, <laughs> that was the best. <laughs> so here we go. Like. So everybody just weigh in when you can. There's way too many people here today to like give the floor here and there. We're going to talk about topics. These are topics that are extremely inflammatory right now, pun intended. (laughs) And I'm going to refer back to memes because that's my love language. I think the best one I've seen so far throughout the three days of riots in Minnesota has to be the storefront that says we support Black Lives Matter. Every window was smashed out. But there was another one that said racism is not welcome here. And everything else was stolen, blown out and smashed. Oh, it was terrible. So Nice try, business owner. The media, who's doing an excellent job of taking away from everything that's going on, and, and let's cover them systematically right now, not systemically. Mm. There's a lot of um, voter integrity things going on in multiple states right now, and we'll get to that in our Stop the Steal segment later. Okay? Biden's been an absolute dumpster fire since the beginning. He opened up the border and created a huge crisis. Yep. Human trafficking, uh, sex trafficking, the drugs are pouring in like you never seen before here's a fun fact for the first time ever since 1998 northbound gun interdictions are up yeah since 1998 guns coming from mexico to the u.s so instead of the cartels running down the guns to mexico to arm themselves they're actually sending guns north with drugs to help more destabilize the city and create a more of a crisis in the United States. It's the first time since 1998 that gun interdictions on the Southwest border are up. In addition to all the terrorists we found, this, that, and the other thing. We've got the George Floyd trial that has completely fallen apart over the last week and a half. Not only did we have 
just about every single witness either plead the fifth or give nothing that had any kind of relevancy to the case. Um, the top use of force expert on the national level testified today in the trial and testified under oath that Derek Chauvin did not use deadly force on George Floyd. Now, you're talking about a whole bunch of things that have come into to play in the, in the case. You have the forensic evidence of the autopsy, which shows no bruising, no collapsed anything. They did like a skin analysis, uh, top of the muscle analysis underneath the skin to show that there was no force applied that caused asphyxiation. Yeah, there was no Proven. soft tissue damage. He also had enough drugs in his system to kill every single person in this room and Yolati remotely at the same time. That's a fact. Wow. The nearly 12 whatevers of fentanyl he had in his system was nearly four times the legal limit. So that would kill half what's of the everybody legal here. Limit no, no, le lethal dose, you mean. Right. Yeah, I was sorry, what's not, the not, legal not, limit of fentanyl? Not, not, <laughs> lethal dose. Damn, boy. Yeah. That's a lot of fentanyl, boy. <laughs> <laughs> fentanyl stick, boy. Okay. Let me just say that when we say boy, we're not saying boy in the racist term. We're saying it in the damn it's thick like the dog in the meme video. I didn't think of that until you just announced no. that. Me I don't either. think any of our listeners did. <laughs> just, <laughs> just put it out there. You just assume the gender of boy. How dare me. Anyways. Put yourself in timeout. Uh, anywhere between 1.8 and 2.1 is considered a lethal dose in any human being. And he was close to what, 11-ish? 11 11-something. Oh, wow. Yeah, so that's half of us. But then you factor in the marijuana, uh, the methamphetamines, the... Um, what the hell did he eat? Oh, it was a... Uh, bath salts? Valiums? No. no. Crack? He ate bath salts? I'm no. kidding. Oh, I was like, God. Well, he, Jesus. Ate, he, he ate a couple things when the cops tried to pull him out of the car. Yeah, he, he, was, had, he had pills that he was trying to hide. He, he had a pre-diagnosed heart... Um, well, if he would have had some of these ribs, it probably would have been the cake. Yeah. That would have been it. Yeah. Been the, Damn, boy! <laughs> he gone. <laughs> ribs. Um, no, but he had a pre-existing heart condition. He was positive oh, wow. for COVID, which means he had a compromised immune system. He had some respiratory issues going on. It was like a perfect storm of, of things. And, and is this the one case that was not labeled a COVID death? Yeah. <laughs> when someone died and then they technically, quote unquote, had COVID? Pretty much. The medical examiner is like, no, he died of COVID, obviously. He's like, oh my gosh, what do I do? But here's the thing. You have every character witness that they've brought in basically either plead the fifth or not give any kind of relevant testimony. And then you have this guy, the use of force person. In addition to... They showed in court this week the side-by-side -side footage of the one that's been on TV forever, mm -hmm. where it's the same amount of time that leads up to the time that the first plane hit the building on 9-11. Yeah, I said it. Um, I believe it's 846. And then oh you have gosh. the other footage from behind another cop's body cam that showed his knee was nowhere near his actual neck area. And it's just the point of view that the first one that the public was shown over and over and over again. And like we've always said on the show, no one just deserves to die for no reason. Correct. Yeah, that sucks. But in this case, this guy did it to himself. I refer back to Steven Crowder, who last month, and he got a 30-day ban from this for YouTube, he showed in succession the 2019 arrest where he did the exact same fucking thing, where he was noncompliant, they couldn't get him in the car, he was freaking out. Before they even touched him, they said he couldn't breathe, and then they showed the entire like 27 or 28-minute one from in 2020 where he unfortunately passed away. And just the similarities between that, combined with the fact that his... Girlfriend said that he OD'd in 2019, had to be rushed to the hospital. There was just so many things going on. Fact of the matter is this guy should have never been released for COVID. Okay, this is what people in cities like this that are controlled completely by liberal crazies do. And, you know, it's one of those things where you just have to be able to understand that this situation happened because of the policies that are in a lot of these places. Yeah. 
Okay, that guy should have never been out of jail. The guy who freaked out at the fucking drive-through that wound up tasing Wendy's. cops and getting shot in the back. That yeah. guy should have never been out of fucking jail. Yeah. Correct. Okay, this kid that died in Minneapolis right now, which is kind of something that's happening to inflame the fans of the George Floyd trial because it's completely falling apart. That kid was arrested twice. The first time. Listen, he had uh, simple drug possession and he had resisting arrest. So he was detained, he was arrested, and then he was let out for COVID procedures. Then he had an aggravated robbery. And he was caught using an unregistered firearm. He was fined. He was detained. And because of COVID, he was fucking released again. Next thing you know, we get to like four days ago, this kid gets pulled over for driving a car with an expired registration. Wow. He gets detained on the side of the road. Freaks out. The cop who tried to put the handcuffs on him obviously was a fucking newbie because he didn't know. He was fumbling around with those handcuffs and stuff. like It was just terrible. And the kid, he detained a kid up against the rear passenger or the rear driver's side door and left the front driver's side door open. open. Yeah, so the kid had an in. So as soon as the guy like goes to handcuff him and his handcuffs are backwards, he pulls his handcuffs back to look at them and the kid sees that the officer's distracted and he jumps back in the fucking car. Mm -hmm. Now it becomes almost a use of deadly force because the kid gets the car running, you got the officer who was point holding him and then you have the second responding officer who was the woman who wound up eventually shooting him Thinking it was a taser. Right. So this is what happens. So they're trying to hold him in the car. He turns it on. He's trying to get his foot on the wheel. You see the cop who was originally trying to detain him grab his arm, grab his leg, and try to get it off the gas pedal. And then you see the second cop come in. She's a woman. She's also a 25-year veteran. And she pulls out her Glock. She's thinking it's a taser. And the body cam footage will show. She's looking for an aiming point. The other cop's in the way. Finally, when the guy gets his legs on the gas pedal and really tries to get the car going, she says, taser, taser, and, and lets it go. But instead of shooting the taser, mm -hmm. she let rounds go into the kid. Kid drives a mile. It was a single shot. Yeah, and winds up, you know, crashing and dying. Okay, so, so that's what happened. But here's the fact of the matter. That situation, most of these situations are happening. You're not finding people who are walking down the street who are from a decent family who are upstanding members of their community, who don't have a criminal record, who are just going around and saying that they're the ones getting detained mm -hmm. and they're the ones getting pulled over and they're the ones getting shot because Correct. it's not happening. The people that are walking around the street right now committing a lot of these crimes and getting detained and passing bad $20 bills and driving expired tags on their car after being out twice. Yeah for gun charges and stuff like that are the people that should be incarcerated. Well, and, and to point that this incident, this incident is a case of bad policing. Yep. And this lady messed up. Yeah. Yeah. And no one and I were talking before we went on air and, and we're kind of talking and I was thinking, I said out loud, like, how does that happen? And then he pointed out like, it happens more often than not, you know, and, and you see certain officers, and I don't know what her setup on her duty belt was, but normally someone, and this is kind of a nerdy thing to nerd out on, but you would have what's called a cross draw. So yep. you would have your taser ready on your opposite hip. Always. So when you pull it, it comes out and That's you're ready to go. Departmental policies. And some there, people, and no you'll see some on, cops. Right. There's no with, mistake on what you're drawing. With when, their taser on their hip. Right. And they have to pull gun. it with their, what we, what people call support hand. So you would pull it with your left hand, your right hand, and then you would switch. Right. So that would cause confusion. To pin this on racism is an absolute disgrace, and it's fuel on the fire, and it's disrespectful. And if well, I'm going to put this out there for everybody. Did anyone see 
the subject's mother go on TV and plead for them not to riot? Has anyone actually see the video? No. No. I heard it. Yolanda, you see it? No. Okay. Spoiler alert. She's white. <laughs> so, well, well, and, and, to, that, and to further that, right. she probably won't get airtime because of that. No, I mean, that narrative Not, was completely crushed by at least yeah. CNN. But what I'm saying is that there are incidences of bad policing where, where cops mess up. Yeah. And for people that have never been in law enforcement, it's a high-stress job. And when you're pulling someone over who has a history of being arrested, who knows they're going to jail. If, if you're trying to hold somebody in a car that turns the car on and could possibly drive away. Their intent is to flee. And at some point, if you're in danger, that's considered manslaughter. I mean, it's assault with a deadly weapon. If you want to hold on to the guy, you can get killed. Yeah. You can get rolled over by those back wheels. And that's the hard part is is she she freaked out and she pulled the trigger. And, and that should be a separate instant where she gets... I mean, I, I'm not in a situation where I look at cases like this and deem whether people should be fired or not, but this should not be a racial issue. No, no. 100%. And if you want to pass blame, this guy wasn't pulled over because his stereo was too loud and he had big rims on his truck or his car. He was pulled over because he had a warrant. Right. And his warrant, I mean, he had experience with being arrested. Yeah. So in my mind, if this would be completely different if, if a cop pulled over somebody, you know, if, if it was a, a college kid and he was driving a Chrysler 300 with rims on it and the music was too loud... And he pulled him over simply because of that. And something went south and he pulled the trigger. That's way different. Yeah. And that should be, maybe that's a race issue. But in this incident, it was bad policing. And you have to think, this guy was taken off. Well, it's bad training. It's bad training. And to that point, people always say, well, we got to defund the police. What do you think is going to happen? Agencies are going to get less and less time hand-to-hand on the mat and at the range. And they're going to get less and less confident. And... To be honest, like how many cops work 60 hours a week? A lot. Yep. Almost every law enforcement agency. I do. Yeah. I mean, we don't always talk about our job, but I work at least 60 hours. I know Noah, we work, we work more than 60 hours. Some days you're exhausted. So yep. your judgment might be off. And for this lady, like we don't know what, but she was 20, what, 25 years in? Yeah. 25 year veteran. You know, the stress of being in law enforcement for 25 years and, and the seeing thing is, something like that take off and having an officer, she's not the point officer, she's not the head person in that situation. She's backup. So she thinks she pulls her taser. There's a miss in judgment. I mean, well, that's the it issue. can go south so quick. And people don't understand that when you watch it from a TV camera or, or you know, you're on the couch watching CNN and they show the, the highlight clip of her popping this guy. And it's like, dude, you don't know what kind of sleep she was. You don't know what her diet was like. Well, you don't know that. when the last time she exercised. It's stressful. And being a career law enforcement officer, you don't have time to always go to the gym. Well, you don't have time a, to go to the range all the time. Yeah. That's should, the side effect. You should effects. also not have to worry about somebody else jumping into a vehicle, which in and of itself, at that point, you're not only risking the life of the officers around you, it's every other person that's yes. on the road. Yeah. Correct. And so, it's like, a complete I mean, disregard. We, yeah, obviously. Of course. Yeah. And so, of course, like, you're, you know, a lot of people don't consider the fact that, yeah, these officers are going through a lot personally and professionally on a day to day basis. However, um, in, in that type of situation, you have how many seconds to literally make a decision. And I'm not justifying the death of a 20 year old. Like it no. sucks. That's horrible. Um, but at the same time, like if, I mean, put yourself and people need to really think about putting yourself in that position. I have a son to come home to. Mm-hmm. Right. And like, at the end of the day, if you're going to risk my life or the life of somebody else or their child, then I'm going to have to make a decision. And was it faulty that she unfortunately grabbed the wrong thing? Yeah, of course it sucks. It's horrible. Um, but at the same time, nobody told him to jump back in the car and put every other person on the road's life in danger. So, and that's the training issue too, because law enforcement in general, they don't get enough time 
to train. They don't like they should be doing 25% of their time, if not more, should be training. Yeah. And they go and they qualify with their taser, their pistol, whatever their other use of force items, like what, once a quarter? So yeah. that stuff should be muscle memory. So if you're intending to go for this piece of equipment, it should be muscle memory. You should know where it's at on your belt. Mm -hmm. You should know exactly what, you know, when you're holding it, you should be familiar with like, hey, this feels different. Like, yeah, we've always been taught, like, you should close your eyes and know exactly where every tool is on your belt. Yeah. And, well, and the unfortunate part is, dude, we don't know what she was going through. We have officers at work. They're going through divorce that are going through separation from their kids. Well, just even even everything that's going on in that, you don't know how much of the stuff she's responded to in the greater area of the George Ford Floyd riots over the last yeah. year. Yeah, that's a huge amount of stress just responding to things now for law enforcement. The, the climate is definitely different yeah. for cops, for law enforcement, federal, well, well, that's local, and state. Uh, it's very different uh, than it was three uh, years ago. It's the point I want to make. That behavior that we saw with George Floyd, the guy at the drive-thru, and that kid the other day has become fucking normalized. Yeah. That, that is the behavior you're supposed to exhibit when you come in contact with law enforcement. You become resistant. You become defiant. You become physically assaultive. And you do mm -hmm. whatever it takes to get away. And then you wind up becoming a statistic, unfortunately. Yeah, you become a martyr for Black Lives Matter, which is the unfortunate yeah. part. I got pulled over one time. I literally had my son in the back. And I had all my. I had a weapon with me. And I, as soon as the, I got pulled over, I rolled everything down. My son's four years old. I told him, don't say anything. Analyst. And I had my hands on the wheel. Even if I didn't have a firearm in the truck, I would have had my hands in the exact same space. Yeah. And I'd have my glove box open by the time he came up. And I told him, you know, I'm law enforcement and this is, you know, I, I'm not trying to get out of a ticket. I do have a firearm in the truck. And then when I had a conversation and I've told my wife too, like when you get pulled over, all four windows need to be down. Your glove box should be open. And when he comes, your hands should be on the steering wheel because these guys deal with some real dirtbags. And what a relief it would be if you roll up to a car and all the windows are down and your hands are at 10 and 2 right. with your hand, fingers open. You go, I'm going to reach for my registration and my insurance. Is that okay? It's in my glove box. Yeah. It's right here. The glove box is already open. When I did that, this cop that came up, he he took like a breath of fresh air. And even after I told him, I was like, I got a gun in the car. People he, don't do that. People, he was at ease because He of was at your ease. Demeanor. And I just, I said, I'm long for it. I have my badge right here. I have my credentials in my pocket. If I can reach for my registration, my insurance, I will do so. My gun is, I told him exactly where I was at. And he kind of took a step back and he, you know, he could tell he was relaxed. So many people, you get pulled over and the window's four inches cracked. Yeah. Tinted windows, expired registration. How often is the car not registered to the guy who's driving it? And it's like, you know, like Yulati said, hey, if you don't want to get harassed by the cops, maybe don't take off on a felony warrant stop. Uh, and you know what? I have a really good point to make based off of something that happened also in the last couple days. I don't know if you guys saw it. There was a, a guy, I believe he was in the army. He got pulled over at a gas station. He was in full uniform. He was driving an SUV. Um, he got pulled over by some cops. I don't know what it was for, but as soon as he pulls into the gas station, the cops get out of their car. They draw out their weapons and they say, you know, don't move, get your hands out of the car. And immediately the guy starts becoming like verbally non-compliant. Yeah. Like instead of like just listening and doing what they say, uh, he's like, well, what did I do? What? Long story short, they wound up pepper spraying this guy because they're asking him to do something, and he's asking why he has to do it. Like, this behavior has become normalized. I've seen so many prominent conservative figures in the media lately go out and stress the fact that if you listen to law enforcement, even if they're wrong, at the end of the day, you'll go home. It's like a reverse for us. If we go out and we do what we're supposed to do, more than likely there's a good chance that we'll go home. Yeah. Right? But... 
you have so many people on the other side of the aisle, the progressives, the liberals, the lefties saying like, why do we have to listen to you? If it's an unlawful detention, then why do we have to listen to you? Because that's just the way it fucking is. If a cop says like, stop, get on the ground, put your hands out, don't fucking move. Would you rather do that or would you rather sit in your car and maybe it wind up turning into a situation where there's like a bad use of force and you wind up dying? Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's just and the, and the media, in addition to, you know, all the politicians are doing absolutely nothing to help. The other day, I believe it was yesterday afternoon, the police chief in it's New Brooklyn, yeah. Minnesota, where it's, it's like a suburb of Minneapolis where all this stuff's taking place. He was in a press conference and the media just absolutely killed him when he tried to... Uh, you know, kind of elaborate on, on some of the stuff that's going on. Let's hear what he had to say. One final question. What was your decision to issue a dispersal order um, while they were peacefully protesting in front of the uh, police station? What, what led to you to issue a dispersal order and then on the back end of that 10-minute dispersal order, then to issue out uh, CO2 canisters and gas uh, for the crowd? So, Can you talk to us about yeah, that? Just so everybody's clear, I was... Front and, front and center at the protest, at the at the riot. Um, we did not. There was. So I was. We were being the officers that were putting themselves in harm's way were being pelted with frozen cans of pop. They were being pelt, belted with concrete blocks. And yes, we had our helmets on and we had other protection gear. But an officer was injured, hit in the head with a brick. Brick. That was a Hennepin County deputy. He was transported to the hospital. So we had to make decisions. We had to disperse the crowd because we can't allow our officers to be harmed. And I've already answered the question, I believe, about your lighting. I know that's a that's a big deal with you, and I understand that. But I thought I'd explain that myself. So that is, I told you it's my decision, and that's why I made that decision. Is there another question? Yes, ma'am. I mean, and it kind of went on like that after a while, but the fact of the matter is... It is sounds that, like a riot. Well, as soon as he used the word riot... All of the media was like, what do we mean riot? They were like peacefully protesting with frozen cans of soda, um, broken pieces of concrete. Um, They were shining lasers into officers' faces. And when, you know, the officers were trying to have them move back, they opened up umbrellas and stuff in anticipation of getting hit with gas. So, I mean, like, the media has helped normalize this behavior. And the... Left and the progressives and, and the liberals have helped justify basically people dying for no reason. Like to ask why when a lawful command is given means that that in you know that whole interaction is not going to go anywhere positive. Period. So especially when you look at some of the track records, like you know I know the first pictures that they always throw up is like the person with his family or his high school graduation picture or a picture of them holding their child which is all fine. All of these people are, are at some point or another human beings. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is, is that they usually have a long, extensively long laundry list of dirty crap that they've done in their lives. Um, you know, starting with pre- people like the guy at the drive through and George Floyd and going all the way up to this week where we had this kid who the media is telling you he had his whole life ahead of him, but has already been arrested for, you know, drug dis- distribution charges, uh, felony, uh, unregistered firearm charges, and aggravated robbery charges. But moving on to something that's a little bit more cheerful. The Occupying Administration this week announced Occupying. that not only is the Constitution 
And Second <laughs> Amendment, non-binding. Oh, wait. They are, in fact, coming for our guns. There's a lot of people uh, told me that that wasn't going to happen. The, they said, don't worry. They're not, nobody wants to take your guns. The non-grouchy. And I wish I would have screenshot Wasn't that a campaign-like point that they made? Yeah. Black-eyed Joe Biden spoke the in angry? the Rose Garden last week and talked about just about how they're coming for it. The angry clone? Not the angry one. That's the blue eyed. Oh, right. Let's hear what he had to say. Today we're taking steps to confront not just the gun crisis, but what is actually a public health crisis. Nothing, nothing I'm about to recommend in any way impinges on the Second Amendment. They're phony arguments. I asked the Attorney General and his team Who's a criminal? to identify for me immediate, concrete actions I could take now without having to go through the Congress. And today, I'm announcing several initial steps my administration is taking to curb this epidemic of gun violence. Much more need be done, but the first, first, want to rein in the proliferation of so-called ghost guns. Damn it. They have no serial numbers, so when they show up at a crime scene, they can't be traced. And the buyers aren't required to pass a background check to buy the kit. With online sales and ghost guns, times and trafficking methods have changed. And we have to adjust. We also have to ask the Justice Department to release a new annual report. This report will better help policymakers address firearms trafficking as it is today. We want to treat pistols modified with stabilizing braces with the seriousness they deserve. A stabilizing brace hook and a pencil essentially makes that pistol a hell of a lot more accurate what was that? than a mini rifle. As pencil. a result, it's more a lethal. A stabilizing pistol is yes, yes. turning into a short-barreled rifle. <laughs> During my yeah, campaign for president, I wanted to make it easier for states to adopt extreme risk protection order laws. They're also called red flag laws. Mm. These laws allow a police oh, we're gonna talk about that. or family member to petition a court in their jurisdiction and say, I want you to temporarily remove from the following people any firearm they may possess because they're a danger and a crisis. They're presenting a danger to themselves and to others. It's a lie. And the court makes a ruling. I asked the Justice Department to publish a model red flag legislation so states can start crafting their own laws right now. They've offered plenty of thoughts and prayers, members of Congress. They passed. <laughs> Cheers, man. I know. I feel you, man. I just. Oh, yeah, I've had enough of that. How dare Hey, the president is talking. Uh, I we passed three House passed bills to close loopholes that allow gun purchases, purchasers to bypass the background checks. The only That's industry in America, a billion dollar industry, that can't be sued. Has exempt from being sued. Well, that and vaccination. Vaccine. Is he talking about the vaccine? It's Johnson and Johnson. That is exempt from being sued. If I get one thing on my list, the Lord came down and said, Joe, you get one of these. Oh, my God. God. I also ban assault weapons in high-capacity magazines. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Why not? Why not racism? How many how much time do we have left in this clip? 100 rounds. 100 Bullets. Bullets. <laughs> and three, reauthorize the Violence Against Human Act. 
Who? The one. Shooter Who would it do, buddy? No, the best part is, is reading the closed caption while I'm looking at this video. <laughs> it just comes in as like Chinese. <laughs> it says it says inaudible. Every single day from gun violence in America. There's a blemish on our character as a nation. We say to all of you. God bless you, but most importantly, the memory of all many of you have lost in the senseless gun violence. God, that this dude's sense. a skid mark on the underpants of America. <laughs> he is a shart. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. The, the, all right, let's break this down. The pistol stabilizing so many braces. points. First of all, what did he say? <laughs> I had so many points, and I just lost it when he ended My it. My favorite part is, is when he said, uh, and then the Constitution clearly outlines. <laughs> 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 I mean, yes. First of all. Let's be honest. Ghost guns are real. And that's when you buy a... She, a I'm waiting for Nick to finish his sentence. Go a ahead. chunk of metal from a, a gun shop, which there's one here. It's not even a gun shop. It's You can buy it from just any sort of Correct. Metal, metal shop. Raise your hand if you want a fun fact. Yeah. Let's hear it. 1.8% of all the crimes are committed by ghost guns. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Completely the irrelevant. The people that buy these lower percent, 80 percenters, and then drill them out themselves with a CNC machine... Are us. And build weapons that are, <laughs> quote unquote, ghost guns are not criminals and people that are the dredge of society. It's law-abiding citizens for the exact day when the government comes to take your firearms. Right. If there were really ghost guns committing crimes, they would have got banned 10 years ago. Yep. And for the, for the point of making them untraceable and all this other nonsense, it's like, even like a registered firearm, like if they're talking about like ballistics and like the markings from the barrel and doing that kind of like CSI work for identifying a weapon, like you can swap out a barrel on any handgun. Any. You're ruining like the boogaloo. <laughs> <laughs> You're ruining the ghost gun like premise. Right. Thanks, Noah. Because you're supposed to be able to, this is off the record, and this is what I've heard in the streets. It's definitely not what I've done or any of us have done. You're supposed to get a gun that's not registered, a gun that's registered with California, with mag capacity, a stupid fin that doesn't allow, allow you to wrap your thumb around it, shoot a couple rounds through that, switch off the barrel, put it on the AR that's technically a ghost gun. Then if the FBI or ATF ever does diagnostics on your firearm, it clearly shows there's rounds been fired through a California legal firearm. And that's how you would get around that if you were a criminal. Definitely not if you were part of the stake for breakfast. I'm going to reiterate the fact 1.87% of all crimes committed with a gun is done with a ghost gun. So now you're talking about in the neighborhood of 98% of all the crimes that mm -hmm. are committed with a firearm are committed with legally registered firearms. Which yeah. is interesting because, like I said, if, if people are going around just popping people with ghost guns, First of all, there'd be no mag capacity. Okay. There'd be no, like, um, the stupid fin that doesn't allow you to wrap your thumb around the um, stock or the handle to the trigger assembly. Those I mean, are pointless. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> there's so many instances where if it was people being getting shot by ghost guns, it would be a nationwide epidemic where people would be like, we need to stop this. Because if criminals were smart, they would find a supplier that could supply them that and then find a CNC shop 
They would well, drill them out for us, and they'd put them together, what do but they, they don't think like do? that. They file the serial numbers off anyway, so it doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, is that if it was, if people were smart, they would go the gun, Gus, ghost gun route. route. What? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> My brain is like misfiring. Go- channeling, <laughs> Joe, channeling Joe Biden right now. Is it misfiring as a ghost gun or a legally registered firearm? They would go the ghost gun route, but people don't do that. They have every weapon that is committed in a mass shooting or, or, or stolen weapons too. Or stolen, it's always registered to somebody is there's never, I mean, you think about combine and the Aurora, uh, theater massacre and all that stuff. If that was done with a ghost gun, that would have been eliminated a long time ago. Yeah. But the fact is, and like Roan said, there's not, people are not getting like massacred by ghost guns. No. Ghost guns are a loophole that law abiding citizen, citizens, second amendment believers are taking advantage of simply because they don't want the government to take their guns away, which in honesty is what's what looks like it's going to happen. And those reintroductions of the red flag laws that he talked about during that audio that we tried to listen to. I'll give you an example recently from New Jersey. There was a man who had surgery done. I'm not going to disclose who the person was or what the surgery was, but he had tell us. No, he had experienced adverse side effects following the surgery. So what happened was, he wrote a bad Yelp review on the doctor in addition to calling the secretary and bitching her out because his pain medication wasn't working. There in turn, the doctor went and reported his uh, like uh, agitated phone call to the police. They went and did a red flag law gun grab on him. So listen... The guy had never committed any crime in his entire life. He had a surgery done at a doctor's office, like a cosmetic surgery. There were some like adver- plastic surgery, right? There were some adverse side effects to which he experienced, like pain and stuff like that. He got his lips done. He ca- he gave them a bad Yelp review. <laughs> that doesn't matter. And then called and bitched out the secretary that his pain medication was not sufficient enough. They in turn called the police, who in fact seized his guns using these red flag laws. This is what's happening. Like, your neighbor looks at you the wrong way. You call the fucking cops and be like, dude, this guy like looked at me kind of crazy. I don't think he's fucking good. The cops are going to come to your house and take your firearms. So I don't go to the doctor. Exactly. <laughs> One of the many Why reasons. Why is it so hard for people to understand when they want to take off, when they want to take away your guns is because they want you unarmed because they want to do something to you. And it's, you know, like here, when people want to go around this whole like, oh, yeah, it's for safety. It's like, no, it's not. Okay. Just learn history. It's never that way. They just really want to have you completely, de- what's the word? Compliant defendless? Yes. Defenseless. defenseless. Yeah. Like completely mm-hmm. defendless so, so, so they can fuck you easier quicker and you know maybe more painfully or something we've talked about it going back to like world war ii right the whole thing with the jews well it started with the pool like jews weren't allowed in german pools anymore it started something as obscure as that yeah and And then then it went to like escalated kind of a broader the gypsies the like people who weren't natural citizens of germany the people who looked a little bit different all of their weapons were confiscated and, and weapons for, like, hunting and stuff were more common in that time than they m- might be now. And, and look what it wound up turning exactly. into. Exactly. So why don't we learn, like, a lot of times we go around into, like, well, people should not really, like, this law and this and that. It's like, guys, this has happened in the past. This is a common thing that it's it's followed by what's next, which is 
getting us into a worse scenario. Uh, for you know, we, you've seen what they're doing. That they're they're but dragging you're assuming you that people pay attention to history by the hair <laughs> and pull you out because you're not wearing a simple mask. Imagine, imagine how how. Uh, how things are going to turn out and i just i just want whenever i have the opportunity like to let people know they the, the whole point of this is just to keep people as weak as you know defenseless as possible because something much darker it's coming up and this is why everyone has to stand for the right to mm -hmm. bear their like arms protection protection to yourself and and protection you know, against the government and it's, it's it doesn't matter because it we know whoever let's say if there's someone controlling the the government or the, whatever whether it's the government or not you have the right to protect yourself when you know there's a constant um you know there's people who wants to to have control you know especially when they talk about new world order. i have i see biden but, talking about new world order but like but who today knows that build who, back like, better who who <laughs> in the in the young crowd that's going through school like i don't know if are your kids in school they are. They are. Okay, so are they learning anything about World War Two? About what you just talked about? About the Nazis no. or the the Germans like disallowing Jews? They erased in the pool? that part. Exactly. So our history is being erased, and you know we're being encouraged to learn other things. I have seen people saying, "I don't know why." Like, well, yeah, I think it's fine. Like, I don't have a problem with them taking the comments. Like. <laughs> you don't understand. <laughs> and if people won't even be willing to go without the stupid muzzle, what makes you think they're going to stand up for anything else? Exactly. I mean, that was like a test run. And exactly. now they're coming for everything else we have. Well, it's just they're they're pushing the line. They're, the goalposts are moving further and further every yes. day. Like what you're going to tolerate, what you're going to stand. You're just like, oh, oh, no, it's just this. It's just this. Oh, yeah. it's just bump stocks it's just the stabilizing brace it's just ghost guns like and then finally exactly semi-automatic weapons it's like well semi-automatic weapons is everything except the revolver basically we yeah. get what we accept by the time you realize you're in like cuba and not even aware and it's like a like a like a hybrid between like cuba venezuela and the united states even the dominican republic man no they're coming for it yeah. like they're doing the same and i have this we like it's very hard to explain um to the people sometimes in my country that are going through the same agenda and this is the part that i freak out and then i just want to pull my hair out because it's exactly the same thing that they're doing same thing that was happening in in argentina as well now they're in the part where they uh, where the media talks a lot about a certain accident with guns and police. This is where we're at now, right? So they're they're talking about we have to confiscate guns, you know, and then they even started, they want to buy guns now. Like the government is like, well, like they're trying to figure out how to get into the, because, you know, Dominicans are like, hell no. And then they're like, well, we'll give you money if you give us your guns. Yep. They're trying to figure out a way to, again, unarmed people. Mm -hmm. And it's not just in the, and this is, this is what's the scary part about this is a global, um, attack to you know get us screwed in a way but yeah it's happening there too no it makes a lot of sense yeah what do you I think like at, this, at this point i think at this point in society my firearm is no longer a weapon it's a shield right mm -hmm. and at the end of the day again i am responsible of myself and my family um, and my child so I, people can say whatever they want about guns um if you put 
a person, a mother at, at a point where she or her child and or family, I mean, we'll just take momhood out of it for a second. Obviously, I'm really, I identify with all moms. Um, but, you know, if we were to take all of that out of it, I need, you know, my firearm. And that's essentially what it's about. You know, the reason that we have the Second Amendment is because we need to protect ourselves from the government. Right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mean, yeah, and this is just, I mean, we, we talk about other countries and other places. Venezuela was one of the top economies on the planet. Yep. They had the most natural gas, more oil, most yeah. oil, you know what I mean? And, and then gold. any other country. A booming middle class, this was like, I think, in 1998, maybe, mm-hmm. um, until a man named Hugo Chavez got elected for president. And everything seemed really, really great up until 2013, I think. Sponsored by when- Dominion Voting, by the way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so we've seen this happen multiple times. Um, But I think, unfortunately, because we're removing so much of, um, you know, history from schools, nobody, nobody knows. I mean, if your parents didn't teach you this or if you're not essentially a a boomer or a a millennial, then you're not really going to know. And it's so that's I think Mm -hmm. a lot of the reason as to why I'm so passionate about sharing this, because if we don't tell them, then who? Exactly. They're not learning it. Well, don't worry. If grabbing your guns wasn't good enough, there are some uh, executive orders coming down that's going to be packing the Supreme Court pretty soon. Oh, yeah, I heard about that. Wait, 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 didn't he say, like, he wouldn't do that? Well, he did. He he most certainly (laughs) said it on the campaign trail. But we don't know which clone or deep fake that was. So... The executive order on the establishment of the Presidential Commission on the Supreme Court of the United States is accessible via the White House homepage, and they put out some literature the other day, and I'm going to be reading from it. The functions of the commission via the executive order are as stated. To provide an account of contemporary commentary and debate about a role of operation of the Supreme Court in our constitutional system about the functioning and constitutional process by which the president nominates and by with the advice and consent of the Senate, appoints justices to the Supreme Court. What does this mean? In layman's terms, a commission of no more than 36 people, handpicked by the president, right? Um, And with the advice and consent of the Senate, will decide on who and what justices are appointed to the Supreme Court. The commission will also provide an analysis of principal arguments in a contemporary and public debate for and against Supreme Court reform, including an appraisal of merits and legality of a particular reform of proposals. When you look further into this, the members of the commission shall serve without compensation and for work on the commission and shall be allowed to to have travel expenses, including per diem in lieu of substance, and to the extent of permitted for law by persons giving intermittently in the government. And that's based out in law, 5 USC, blah, 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 blah. Moreover, the commission shall terminate 30 days after it submits the report to the president. So he's creating a panel of 36 people handpicked by himself to review the Supreme Court and whether or not it should be packed. And 30 days after that handpicked 36-member panel's recommendation, he will dissolve it and come no later than 180 days after the commission's first public meeting, they will make their recommendations for what to do with the Supreme Court. Um... There are a lot of constitutional legalities um, that kind of put this into a whole different category of stuff that's never been seen before. Besides Woodrow Wilson and Barack Obama, this is one of the most liberal and leftist moves ever. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're basically setting up a committee of handpicked people 
to decide on whether or not you're going to change the entire Supreme Court justice system of the United States, the the governing body which sits over and basically protects the Constitution to the American people, the stopgap between dictator and people who live in this country. As soon as those recommendations are made by this counsel that's that's self, you know, picked by Biden, he will dissolve it, basically abstaining them all from any kind of, you know, hands-on, and then make recommendations off of this dissolved panel. It's it's just an absolute nightmare, and, and, and I'm, I'm sorry, please excuse my language, motherfucking mess when you talk about stuff like that. <laughs> and this and, is and a Trump was show. the fascist. Right, and you're talking about Trump was the dictator, but this is this is where we're at right now with that. So, so now we're talking about proposing all of these things and writing all of these executive orders, and the only way you're going to make them stick right now is uh, by packing the Supreme Court to be able to basically make amendments to the Constitution. I seem to recall Joe Biden saying packing the Supreme Court was a bonehead idea. Hey, come on, man. <laughs> but what do you think is going to be, uh, if, we are, if we're seeing this, uh, that's about to happen, they're planning it, um, what do you think is going to be the move? Because you know that, I, I feel like if something like this happens, um, we're fucked. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, humanity, everything, I'm like, what's going to be the next move uh, to save the world from something like this? Uh, please, please, somebody I mean, have a solution. if we are solution. the last stand, then that is the last, last stand. Yeah. Yari, what do you think? Because Newsom is like two million votes still, he's still there. Newsolini. You, you know, and, and it's like, <laughs> this is the part where I'm like, how far is uh, things are going to go before we start to see any... I know. Turn around. Yeah. Turn around. It's important to also realize that if the United States falls, everybody falls. Yep. And I hate, you know what I mean? And I don't think people actually realize that this isn't just about our country. Sure, it is. Um, obviously, you know, America first, always. But there's so much support from the United States to other countries that are essentially depending on us. So it's not just about the United States. And I think that the secular, um, more liberal like view of it is more, oh, this is just about, you know, the white man and or, um, you know, Americans being selfish or why can't everybody come in here? And I know all that we'll, we'll get to the border um, issue in a second. But, um, yeah, it just really sucks that people don't realize just how important it is for the United States to stay the way that it is um, to not only, you know, help and better ourselves, but to, to help everyone else around the world. Yeah. I've got the audio from uh, Biden in 1983 talking about packing the Supreme Court, if you're interested. 1983? Yeah. 1983 Senate hearing. You know, 120 years ago. I wasn't even alive. Wow, old. President Roosevelt clearly had the right to send to the United States Senate and the United States Congress a proposal to pack the court. It was totally within his right to do that. He violated no law. He was legalistically absolutely correct. But it was a bonehead idea. It was a terrible, <laughs> terrible mistake to make. Terrible. And it put in question terrible. for an entire decade the independence of the most significant body, including the Congress, in my view, the most significant body in this country, the Supreme Court of the United States of America. The president had the right to do that. He uh, was totally within his power. And his, uh, his objective was seen clearly. Yeah. 
That was a bonehead move. That was an old ass clip. Yeah. Corn Papa's bad dude. <laughs> yeah. Damn, boy, hey. that clip was old. <laughs> Got an old ass clip, boy. Damn, <laughs> hey, boy. Did you file up your AOL for that? Who the fuck was that? <laughs> that wasn't Joe Biden. <laughs> that was four quarter zone shots to the temple before he took that stage. All right. Listen. Hear me out. We got to move on. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. Crisis on the southwest border. Who likes There's it? There's no crisis. It's a challenge. Haven't you heard that on the mainstream media? Yes. I know. It's a surge. <laughs> no, it's a you can't psyop. say surge. They're not insurgents. <clears throat> so listen, in an, in an unprecedented psyop. move this week, <laughs> Joe Biden's appointed border czar <laughs> is stepping down amid a his, surge his, of migrants to the U.S.-Mexico border, and the White House stepping? has refused to acknowledge it as a crisis. So there you go. If they're not acknowledging as it, should we? Monday. How do we identify as a border crisis? All you need to know is it's ma'am. Jennifer Lopez and A Rod got a divorce. Stop it. That's, that's way married? more important. Married? Were they married? No, I don't. I don't know. They were something. <laughs> Look, all I know is if you ask the average person on the street, is there a border crisis? If we had versus... sound bites, I'd be playing Return of the Mac right now. <clears throat> yeah. I think Jennifer Lopez was bringing guns to the Dominican Republic, and then I said it. Jennifer she was Lopez shooting, has She been... was shooting a movie just now. She was shooting a movie, and then they needed a ton, 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 tons of guns, and then they brought a ton of guns to the Dominican Republic, and then taking the guns for the people. So I don't know. Just saying. I that, just wanted to let that out. That bitch. Wow. <laughs> How dare she? She yeah. probably killed Selena in the first place. <laughs> she probably did. <laughs> hey, you, you know who else was a gun runner? <laughs> Nicholas Cage. Oh. oh. You sure fucking are. Dare Former you. U.S. Ambassador to Mexico, Roberta treasure. Jacobson, will retire at the end of the month with a national security advisor, Jake Sullivan, saying that on Friday, the move was consistent with her commitment to outset and serve the administration in the first 100 days. This is an unprecedented move right now. Her name is Roberta? Roberta. Listen. Poor girl. If you're talking about someone who's an ambassador to Mexico, there's only one thing you need to know that's associated with her name, and it's fucking corruption. Roberta. That's <laughs> <laughs> Roberta! Imagine if her son brought home a prom date. This Listen. is my date, Roberta. Damn, Roberta! This little guy. <laughs> Roberta. <laughs> hey, hey, are you finished? <laughs> that's a horrible name. I know. If you're going to get into politics, change your name. Sullivan said President Biden has asked Vice President Roberta Kamala Harris. <laughs> Vice President, wait, former African-American, current Asian-American Vice President Kamala Harris. It's Roberta. <laughs> to lead the administration's work on the efforts with Mexico and the Northern Triangle, if that's even a thing. A testament to the importance of the administration's places on improving conditions in the region. There are no improving conditions. It's an absolute fucking dumpster fire. There's nothing but drugs, sex trafficking, human trafficking, death, despair. And Roberta. And Roberta. <laughs> the vice president is overseeing a whole-of-government approach supported by the outstanding public servants across the interagency, including Secretary of Homeland Security and former criminal Alejandro Mayorkas and Secretary of Health and Human Services, Xavier Becerra and his undersecretary, it's ma'am, <laughs> were tasked to the president at the beginning of the administration to rebuild our immigration system. There is no immigration system right now. Yeah. Listen. Undersecretary. Whatever this administration is, and I'm not going to call it president, I'm not going to call it administration anymore. It, it's just whatever that hot mess in the White House is, they open up the fucking borders, and it's out of fucking control. They want the boats. And then they're you know, like, wait, this was a terrible idea. Let's put everything back. Yeah. Any, How dare Trump open up these borders? Anything from Texas 
to San Diego right now is at anywhere between 700 and 1500% over capacity. <laughs> and I mean, you We're, laugh because that's an outstanding number, but you got to talk about the amount insane. of Listen, for the, for, for the first time for the Thanks, first Roberta. Times, for the first time since 1998, <laughs> guns are going north. Drugs are pouring in at an unprecedented level and the amount of human trafficking and sex trafficking that's going on is at critical numbers. It's You're, almost like the Clintons are in charge again. Imagine that. Now we're going to get all murdered. I, I guess. <laughs> I, I guess. <laughs> you know what was the main reason why I'm I got it? I am not suicidal. You want to know what? Before we even fucking move on with the border crisis, which is really important, and I know Yolani wants to touch on, mm. I'm going to have to ask some personal questions. Okay. Oh, I, actually, I'm going to put people on the spot. Uh -oh. Oh, I like a saucy. It's Roberta. <laughs> Allison. Yes. I have two questions for you. Asking. But one is a five-part answer. Are you ready? Oh, God. Five-point answer? No, Nick, Nick knows where we're going with this one. I actually don't. At this point. <laughs> <laughs> you might want to hit that national treasure button again. <laughs> God, I know now. Okay. Allison. Sorry. Oh, now I know. I know, I know my answer. Okay. Are you Mossad? <laughs> yes or no? No. Perfect. Liar. Give me your top five movies. Oh God! Do we have to do this right now? Go. No. You asked me we're if I was here to kill you. Why you don't ask her the same question? We're Are you here to kill him or them? Yeah, I actually. He asked her if she's massaged. No, but that was the first question. What if she's not, but she still wants to kill him? I'm okay, okay with it. We have firepower. <laughs> on she might deck. want to kill him for different reasons. <laughs> <laughs> you wow. wouldn't kill somebody that fed you greatly, right? No, I would never. Oh. I don't see the food was too good. Moving Big forward, meat. I don't see this as one of our 10k downloads. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Allison, go. No I'm, pressure. I'm the worst person to ask this question. I'm Any, not a movie buff. Anything. What do you do in your free time? She advocates for non-maskism. Yeah. I, <laughs> you you know, don't watch movies? And does makeup. I don't do... Yeah, I do. <laughs> I've switched to Gaia. Listen, as, as, lo as long as none of the movies that you're going to say in the next 10 seconds involve Nicolas Cage, you're fine. How dare you? <laughs> Why do I have to? I battle this every week. This is ridiculous. I cannot answer this question. I I'm more of a TV person. Okay, than she's me. gonna abstain. Yolati, even though you have no capacity to kill us right now, unless <laughs> unless you sent have a drone strike, Allison, Geisha, or Amy to kill us, are you Mossad? No. Perfect. <laughs> Please don't have a drone strike in my house. Top five movies go. Uh, let's do top three because I don't. I'm not a movie buff either. But I'll take uh, top liar, three. Liar. I'll take liar, liar. Okay. Water boy. Ooh. She's brothers. Um, comedy. Damn, Step brothers is good. <laughs> Water boy too. Comedy. Water boy. Water boy is good. I love Adam Sandler. He's a huge Trump supporter. Um, I'm kind of indifferent about Jim Carrey though because he's been a little crazy. He's also a Canadian liar, socialist. Water boy. Water boy. Step brothers. And step brothers. Did you watch Hubie Halloween, which was released during Halloween this year? Stop it. That was a great Adam Sandler movie. Okay. Yolati, have you ever seen a movie with Nicolas Cage where you think, wow, this is like a top 500 movie? Oh. <laughs> Allison, I'm going to put you on the spot. Even, even though you won't name any of your famous favorite movies, have you ever seen a Nicolas Cage movie and said, wow, this is like in the top 10,000 movies I've ever seen before? I mean, I couldn't even name five, so absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> Nicky fucking sucks. <laughs> Nobody's ever seen National Treasure, apparently. Amy, did we ask you what your top five movies were? You did, but I, w I would be happy to answer that question that you just said. And go. <laughs> Raising Arizona. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's the best.
Yes. You're pandering to him. Stop. I, well, but it's also to me, too. I will say that after that episode, I did go home and watch National Treasure. Was it for not you. at least decent? It wasn't as bad as I remember. Thank God. I don't understand. I'm not going to say it was like, you know, Academy Award winning or anything, but. I'm not saying <laughs> that either. it sure fucking was. <laughs> okay. Before we get into like more serious stuff. If they would have had some Roberta in that movie, it would have been like. It's Roberta. First of all, you have to understand my. Like childhood dream was to be a treasure hunter. Oh, well, God, here so we when that movie go. came out, I was like, "Nicholas Cage, I'm all in. Let's do this." It always starts with this. I could see people. I, okay, I could see. Like, I'm also a history like what, what fan about, of the United States. So Indiana seeing, Jones. Oh yeah. Look, I'm not 40 no, years old. Okay? I said Raiders of the Lost Ark was one yeah. of my time, and Nick said it was a piece of shit movie. What? what I'm not 90 you? years old. I'm sorry. I was born in 1992. Okay, it doesn't matter. Oh that movie was God, 50 baby. years old when I was born. I'm so sorry. Uh, if you look, if you compare, I'm sorry I don't have that on VHS in my living room. Okay, I, I do have it on VHS. Well, yeah, yeah in my VHS. point exactly. I'm so sorry that the movies I like are on Disney Plus and Netflix. Okay, you so support Di- you support Disney. I it's thought, Roberta. I thought you could get Indiana Jones. Isn't that Disney now? Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. It's probably on Disney The Plus. fact that I have to adjust my TV settings to stream that is indifferent. Okay. You know what? Let's just settle this for... We're going to do a poll. Everyone here raise their hands. I'm going to give you guys two options. Declaration of Independence. I feel personally targeted. Declaration of Independence or Ark of the Covenant. If you're for what, the Ark of the Covenant... Are we talking about Declaration of Independence with Will Smith? Stop it. De- Declaration of Independence. Raise your hands. It's called National Treasure. Stop. <laughs> we have none. Ark of the Covenant. Nick just raised his hand. I don't know what it is, but yeah, I mean, four, and you'll have that's fine. So, what what did you National Treasure fucking sucks. (laughs) Sorry, I'm not 90 years old, everybody. Okay. Did you just call me old? Dude, Um, I said if you like that movie above National Treasure, you might be. You want to go out? (laughs) You want to go outside and lift some weights? Let's do it. I got kettlebells. Take you out back behind the gymnasium. Let's do it. National Treasure is the one most underrated movies of all time. Getting back to the border crisis. Not yeah, only all that stuff that. I pre-mentioned before we crapped on your movie is fact. <laughs> the Biden uh, administration is reportedly considered considering sending cash payments. To illegal immigrants in New York? No, to Central <laughs> Americans in a bid to prevent them from making the trek north in the migrant caravans. And as Harris... Are we going to pay him not to come now? Tapped by Biden to handle the crisis still has yet to either visit the border and or Central America. But also yes to what Nick said. Yes. Go ahead. What did I say? I don't know. New York. New York. Oh, yeah. Smart smart thing I said. How much is it? <laughs> it's was more it? Thir- than the stimulus. It was 13. It was like 15. 13 grand. 15, right? 15, yeah. Do you want to know what's an even more staggering number? $60 million a week, and that's how much it is costing to care for all of these migrants who have poured through the borders and are in detention centers right now per week. Who's paying for that? We are. People that pay taxes. Oh, so us. It's costing the U.S. taxpayers more than $60 million a week to care for the over 16,500 unaccompanied migrant teenagers and family units now housed in federal facilities and... um, The San Diego Convention Center. Yeah, didn't they clear out the homeless veterans to house the immigrants? Yep. Yeah, and Comic-Con's not happening. U.S. Customs and Border Protection announced this week... (laughs) That carpet is a dunzo. (laughs) U.S. Customs and Border Protection announced this week, if that's even a thing... What? That the number of illegal immigrants encountered at the southern border has exploded by rising more than 71% since January. Wow. That's a pretty big uh, increase. 
That's a lot of numbers. So, hey, Roberta. Roberta! It's Robinson's Roberta. abrupt departure came as a surprise to many in Washington, and some Republicans questioned whether she was leaving voluntarily. Because this is out of fucking control. Yeah. So, former U.S. ambassador to Germany and current possible California gubernatorial candidate, Big Dick Rick Grinnell, mm-hmm. who was also acting as intelligence director last year, tweeted, and I'm quoting, Biden blames and fired a woman for his disastrous border policy. Rick could say that because he kind of loves the cock. <laughs> Just saying. Kind of caters in California. Harris's office has disclosed few details about her efforts and refused comment. Imagine that. Mm. Weird. Yeah. Strange. It's reported that last week she spoke with Guatemala's president, but has not yet spoken to the leaders of El Salvador or Honduras. <laughs> There's leaders in, with, in El Salvador? Well, the cartels. Mm. With, <laughs> I was together with Guatemala for the so-called Northern Triangle, which many migrants travel. Harris spoke Wednesday with Mexico's president as well, but it's undisclosed in what she talked about. <laughs> Roberta! Jackson admitted Biden's immigration policies may have driven people to the border and now stepping down as border czar. So who's in charge? Tweeted Chad... I don't know his last name. Communications aide <laughs> to the White House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy. Look here, Chad. Chad. <laughs> Vice President Harris, former African American Vice President, current Asian American <laughs> Vice President, <laughs> is absent and has refused to visit the border while CBP, I don't even know what that stands for. California border. Their data protection. contradicts the White House claims as the surge is seasonal. Wait, they called it a surge? <laughs> AOC, AOC said we're not allowed to do that. Also seasonal. Make a mean Whatever. mojito, yeah. though. Do you want to close out or would you like to leave the tab open? Yeah, okay. That's what she's qualified for. Earlier Friday, and I'm still reading from the New York Post, a Californian man whose brother was slain in 2018 by an illegal immigrant blasted Biden's immigration policy by saying, we absolutely have a crisis on our southwest border. If it walks like a duck and talks like a duck, it's not a cow, it's a duck. And if Joe Biden reads and quotes the Constitution... He can't read. (laughs) As reported on Fox and Friends, don't sit there and tell me there's not a crisis on the southern border because there is. That's exactly why they haven't even gone. They haven't even showed up there because then you have to, that's admission. You have to actually admit that there's something going on um, and almost even kind of just, I don't know, figure out a solution or try to act like you give a shit. But at this point, it's it's a, it's a just a humanitarian crisis. It, I mean, we can talk about politics all day. We can go back and forth. Um, but this isn't even political anymore. This is legitimately just evil versus, I won't even say good. It'll just be evil against not evil, evil, right? Less evil. Less evil, yeah. And I mean, right now, everything that's taking place at the border is organized crime, right? And yes. who controls that? The cartel. 100%. No one comes across the border without a price on their head, and every single race, religion, and country of origin has a different price on their head as well. In addition to age, and that goes into the sex trafficking aspect of it. It's like six to $8,000 a head. Yeah. And right now i think i remember looking it up yesterday 15 to 25 billion dollars is what the profit of sex traffic i mean and and they're obviously upcharging for little boys i mean like it's just unbelievable The the fact that not only that this is what is happening but the fact that our government our president I hate saying that. Quote-unquote. We call him him resident. Puppet puppet in chief. Gosh, but he hasn't even so much as addressed it. Not even that he freaking could formulate a sentence about it. And I know I keep keep saying it every week. The estimated um, Peter Navarro numbers, who is one of Trump's most accurate and trusted advisors during his administration, said 2.1 million people 
future Democratic voters will cross from Mexico across the southwest border and into the United States to claim asylum this year. God damn it. This they year. They want them boats. And then, I you just know, want... when you think about it, it's, oh, sorry, no, go no good. Oh, it's fine. No, oh, no. No, I just want to say something that's extremely obvious, but I love to bring the obvious stuff, like say how it. they want to, you know, they're using the whole asking for ideas racist in one side and then having all people coming by the tons here on the other side. So eventually just collapsing into everyone is going to just vote without any identification. And, uh, you know, we're, we're not where, where they're, they're going. So in a way, it's like a farming, it's like farming votes because uh, I guess there's going to be another election happening soon. I don't know when, but um, I feel like it's going to happen. And they're trying to make it legal because we're going to be tied to a, I don't know, uh, just again, I just bring up the obvious and um, this whole uh, crisis at the border is really just them trying to back themselves up to remain in, in power after what's going to happen, which is another election because it was obviously a stolen election. Oh, you're going to get us knocked off Spotify. Shut you? the fuck up. All right, let's just cover this real quick. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go over our top whatever. This election was stolen. The president currently is fraudulent. Yep, he's a robot. National treasure is the top five. No, oh. hang on. We need the keywords. Hang on. George Soros, Pizzagate. Don't bring up Pizzagate. <laughs> You're saying all the keywords. No. Me, 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 me. <laughs> Q, Q, Anon. <laughs> What else, what else we got? Starbucks is full of commies. <laughs> vaccine. Right. The vaccine is, we're all... COVID-19. Right. COVID-19. Uh, don't get the vaccine. Dr. It was Fauci, made in China. Dr. Fauci's a piece of shit. Uh, it didn't come from a bat. It came from a level three virology lab in China, which Dr. Fauci funded since 2013. I'm also going to remind everybody on the show that even though he's the highest paid government official... Anthony Fauci has not, number one, treated a patient, or number two, worked in a virology lab for over 35 years. Which is longer than <laughs> I've been alive. I just want to point that out. Those are absolute fucking facts. He's a little rusty. What else do we got? A little rusty. Uh, so more. So if this remains, the then, moon landing then you got a good right, solid, go. Pepe, solid... Pepe meme, Michael Flynn. Oh, daddy. And I'm going to say Ron Watkins. Project Veritas. There you go. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Our remission is O'Keefe. Oh, hang on. Dominion Voting Machines, Dominion. Smartmatic. Thermite Camp. Sydney Powell. Baby. Sydney Powell. Right, there we go. Thermite doesn't melt steel beams. I think we covered everything. Getting back to this crisis on the, south, the southwest border. We didn't really talk about the coronavirus is fake in general. It is fake. It's a fraud. I know, it's but you didn't say that to get Plandemic. a Common cold. It doesn't matter because Mike even if Lindell. they make it bad, even if they make it, some people are like, oh, you can't say that the COVID doesn't exist. It's like, listen, if they bring a virus that is like a hundred times harder and it's going to kill you right away, it's still fucking hey, made up in China you, you to guys kill want, you. You guys want the real disclosure on COVID-19? Because I dropped it. I know nobody listened to it because nobody what? gives a shit. Lala Beam show last week. Lala, my favorite podcast besides ours. I dropped the actual truth on COVID-19. Hear me out. Wait, besides my Maria This has nothing to do with the amount of bourbon or beer that I've drank. Listen. Oh, okay. Okay. COVID-19. You have the most vulnerable population in the world. The fat. Yeah. The sickly. The pre-existing conditions. And then you have... No, listen. It sounds funny, but it gets terribly worse. You have a worldwide entity that continuously operates in the red 
That is the medical field. You're talking yep. about vaccines. You're talking about hospitals. You're talking about ambulances. You're talking about insurance companies. Okay? Band-Aids. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> Racist. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Racist. Actually, I'm going to take another one. I Wait, couldn't. What, what no, color Band-Aids? Yeah. This is like some deep shit that... Not- <laughs> Please continue. You will not have heard this on the mainstream media. And listen, it's all going to make sense. I see Amy. She's nodding her head because she already knows. (laughs) She's a psyop. All right, listen. S-Y-O-V. So, right. You never asked Amy's use the most head. So, so 14 months ago, you released the most deadly thing ever. 14 months. Right? COVID comes from a bat, supposedly. He can count. It spreads across the world and is going to kill everybody. But then you start to notice... Some of the demographics that aren't affected, homeless which should people. be homeless. That was, that that was don't my give first. A- Listen, I called it first on this show. People who don't give a shit. Homeless people, number one. Wait, first of no, all, stop. homeless people that are injecting the same needle they've had for 12 years <laughs> with seven different types of drugs with You're, nine different types of blood types. We're talking about demographics here. Listen, I'm trying to Those give you are still a alive. blanket across Just the world. Keep You're talking weird. about a demographic of people that eat, sleep. Fuck, do drugs, shit, piss, and everything in the same exact spot. On the same yeah. paper plate. Right. Yeah. And didn't die at all. Matter of okay, fact, that's getting, number one. They're getting stronger. You, you combine that with the fact that the medical field has operated in the red since the dawn of time. Because there's so many illegals. There's so many people without insurance. There's so many people that can't cover the cost, right? How do you solve that problem? Instead of releasing the most deadliest disease in the history of the world, you release a deadly disease that only targets one kind of demographic, the morbidly obese, the pre-existing conditions, the sick people all over the world, and you eliminate them. The people from Wally. No, you're talking about all the people who have died worldwide. 80% of them were obese. 25% 25% of all of COVID deaths in the United States happened in old folks' homes where they were not only 100% government-reliant, but they, they required so much money, ambulatory, medicine, everything. I just had some. Okay? I will have more. <laughs> and then, so now what do you do? You kind of flip the script. Shut the fuck up, Siri. You put it out there as the most deadly disease in the history of the world, but the only demographic that's taken out during the course of this pandemic is the, is the demographic that is monetarily reliant on the medical system. Fat liberals. At the same time, you're allowed to code everything as a COVID death and and have all of these things paid for by the government. Mm -hmm. So you take an entity that is historically ran 100% in the red and flip it to black by eliminating the one thing that makes it operate in the red. And it's the medically and governmentally financially reliant. So, so So when you think about that, for the millions of people worldwide who have died, the only people who have really succumbed to this pandemic, scamdemic, and I'm air quoting, right, is the people who require money to live off the government and off the medical field. Fat liberals. Sure. If you want to talk about, all right, here, I'll make Nick laugh. If you want to talk about the scooter riding, 400-pound being, Walmart shopping. Disneyland pass holding. (laughs) (laughs) Left, right. Boneless chicken wing. Yeah. You not wearing a mask is is risking my health. There, I have type 7 diabetes, but your mask at Costco is causing my health to decline. But that's the thing. If you go and look into the whole, and I'm air quoting conspiracy theory of it, you've also had Bill and Melinda Gates go on the record more than once and say the next pandemic 
will be the one that really takes out the population. Bring it. Right? Exactly. Mm -hmm. Let it rip. Let it rip. And they've done everything to weaken the entire world's immune system over the course of the last 14, 15 months by lockdowns, by masks, by not exercising, by not being able to have access to things. And suppress anyone who talks about vitamin D. Bingo. About eating right, about lifestyle changes and lifestyle choices. About the carnivore diet. Well, with the increasing amount of soy boys, yeah. Mm. It's definitely a problem. Piggybacking off of the coronavirus, real reasons. Carnivore diet. Yolati. Same thing. I know you have some very important aspects of this whole border crisis that you want to point out. Why don't you give us some of them? Um, Hold on. You want me to give you, like, you want me to talk about my story or you want me to talk about the things I researched? Yes. You know what? If you want to talk about your story, then then give it. I mean, I think. Yeah. I just have a, I have a, uh, it's kind of just a personal story that kind of ties me a little bit closer to what's taking place at the border um, because it kind of came into my own backyard. I have a half sister that passed away um, over a year ago from a drug induced homicide. Um, and uh, again, I know that it's a touchy subject just because obviously with anything um, that happens with drug overdoses and all of that, the person obviously knows what they're doing um, and the risks that they're taking. However, um, with the Obama administration and how easy it was um, to just have these people come in with all kinds of things, um, fentanyl, all kinds of drugs, um, and making it that much more accessible um, to the to the youth, right? She was 24 years old. Um, so that much more accessible to the opioid epidemic. Um, and then seeing how much and the fact that President Trump was the only president um, that really had ever done anything to combat the opioid epidemic, um, it hits a little closer to home. So um, on top of obviously, again, being a mom and seeing everything that's taking place at the border with these kids um, and you know the sex trafficking, I think I just, like I said, I have a, a real deep passion for it. So yeah, not to damper the mood or anything like that, but. I don't know if I mentioned one time that one of the saddest things that I had to experience is seeing that there are people who genuinely are feeling for what's happening with human trafficking and yep. with the, the abuse and, 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 and crime, like, you know, against ch- children. And they are, like, scared of saying anything because they're afraid of the ba- the backlash, like, as, oh, you that means you're a Trump supporter. In a way, it's like, if anyone here is listening, please, like, let's use some common sense and let's just please understand that this is the most absurd thing to ever think, that standing for children, standing for those who are vulnerable, because we're talking about children. Who is supposed to protect them if we don't do that? And not doing this because you're afraid of someone's judgment? You know, and, and that also goes to everything that's going on right now that like standing for your rights, standing for, you know, your right to bear arms, the, the, whatever, just because someone might, you know, put a sticker on you and name call you like we're not in preschool right now. This is serious. Like you, you there's people who wish they had the opportunity that we have right now, like in Venezuela or in Cuba to to have that opportunity to stand and they don't have it anymore. They're 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 really hoping that someone will do something to fight this corruption that's global and then just you know if, if it doesn't matter if you only have an account let's say with a few people a few family members still if you have the opportunity to talk about what's going on and just wake someone up to what the media is doing to what we're dealing with do it and don't worry about them whatever it's really it's it's you know it's much better for for everyone if we all 
do it in numbers. Like there's power in numbers. Do Absolutely. not underestimate Strength the power of every individual person. You don't have to be a social media influencer with whatever thousand members in order to make an impact. We all do. So anyway, there you go. That's yeah. right. And I think too, if you don't, if you don't say anything, um, if you're not gonna, if you're the type of person that's gonna see a child get abused in front of you and not say anything, exactly. then we'd have we have a completely different conversation, yeah, right? Sure. So, yeah, garbage human. Especially people that have kids. And that's a good question. Like, who is gonna speak up on behalf of these people that are being human trafficked, that are in, you know, the sex game and, and being manipulated and trafficked by the cartels for did you see the video of the kid sob like crying yeah like that he yeah. was <sighs> thrown away. Or, that's or, the type of thing i cannot or the I, the I, video of the two kids that just got hucked over the fence yeah. they were like three and yeah. that was old. horrible but the one she's talking about gay she's talking about the kid I that walks that. up crying oh my god it well that's me. the thing it it's, killed me i like, broke I down cried so much like for for i was literally depressed for like Four or five days. I try to contact like the people who posted the video. I was like, does anybody know where the kid is? Like, cause can anyone say how we can help? How it's like, where is the kid? Like, is he fine? Like, no one said anything. Well, he like, got we taken just... into custody, I'm sure, so he's probably fine. But that's the thing but that happens just... is when oh, when they're out gosh. in the desert or wherever they're trafficking these people, those guides, if you slow them down or if they're, you're a risk to them getting caught, done. they, they just ties. leave you. They yeah. keep going. Yeah, they don't leave you any water. They just say, nope, we're See you. See you later. Good luck. Keep moving. That poor baby. And my my oldest son is four years old. He's my whole life. And and one of the comments I was reading on Instagram, and I was like, imagine if that was your kid. And in that moment, I like to put all political views aside, and I'm like, dude, I imagine sending your kid across the I, world. That's and I'm my like, question. There's no way. So we we face this immigration crisis, and it's like, where are the parents at? Why they're are already they here. Their That's what I'm saying. That's why is, the kid is, is being rented dude, out to be a, a Here's one statistic unit. people don't like to hear is the amount of young girls caught, apprehended at the border with birth control. Because they know they're going to get raped in the process. Because yeah. No, because their parents know they're going to get raped. No, that's what um, I meant. Yeah, and they send them through and they go, take this because it's going to happen. I have two daughters and I'm like, dude, I, I, I could not, I could never do that. That's the feeling Ever. that keeps a lot of us, and, I, and I'm sure that many can relate to that. This feeling of, I don't care, I don't give a fuck what anyone thinks. I'm going to keep fighting. I'm going to keep exposing these fucking people. That right, Because they're part of this whole system that is hurting the children, hurting in, in a massive scale. And it's like, it doesn't matter what they do to us. Like, yeah, you can keep backlashing, hurting, saying, calling us names or whatever. want to keep going because no children should ever go through that. And, and with us here caring about like all of these celebrities and all of these things when there's like, this is why I hate the, all these distractions. And I will, I don't care if I have to continue to use, I don't even, to use my social media to anything related to me anymore because I don't give a fuck. Like right now, we have bigger issues that we need to make people like t turn their attention to because the, the level of distractions out there are just so massive. And it's like, guys, listen, there's people here being thrown out in the middle of nowhere, babies, like kids, 
thrown out from a border like they're like they're like like a pig you know what i mean like garbage like this is inhumane and then there's a this like desensitate they don't know the sensitivity what's the word um when you get desensitized to a point where they want you to not care they want you to think that this is not your problem that this is not something that it's you know it's your it's your issue like you leave it to the what it's like no this is our problem this is we are human beings right. this is inhumane so what do you think the left actually thinks of this? Like, do you think that they're just, you know, completely brainwashed and they don't think it's actually happening? Or do you think that they just don't care because Trump's no longer in office? So, you know, Biden's is. got it under the control. Left is just I feel like keep it's drying maybe a mix else. of the two. Like, I, I have to think that the liberals who actually do have somewhat of a conscience, mm -hmm. that they're, they're experiencing some regret right now if they actually know about this. And mm -hmm. that's the other thing is... How much, how much do they actually right. know if all exactly. they're seeing is CNN and MSNBC and they're not getting the full story? Well, they also refuse to concede any ground whatsoever. Right. Yeah. They're not going to admit that so anything true. about that wrong, their team is wrong. they made a mistake. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and that's where we're at. Right? I mean, when you have the president of the United States, supposedly, commenting on what happened in Minneapolis last week, it 100% takes away from all the other stuff that's going on. Yeah. It erases the fact that he said the Constitution is not forever binding, and neither are any of its amendments Come get some. in regards to gun control. Get some. Okay. It also get takes some. away from the fact that he said, we're going to pack the Supreme Court in our favor, get some. because if I can't executive order any of this stuff I want out... Then I'm going to put Supreme Court justices in there that are going to change it for me. And it's going to take away from the fact that there is a massive crisis at the southwest border right now. No, there's not. There sure is. <laughs> so what can we do to help? We need to keep shining. Just keep doing what you're doing. I mean, that's the thing. Just keep talking. Cancel culture is what we are. Yeah. And it's like when the memes start to drive the narrative of the media or opposite of it, then we're really in control. There's been so many times over the, you know, the course of the, the past few years where memes have begun to drive the media narrative and take away from the mainstream and what they want to say. And we need to keep staying in this fight and doing the things we need to do to put pressure on them to put emphasis back on the things that are really going on at the end of the day out of the almost 400 million people that live in this country no one gives a shit about that kid that got killed in minneapolis that's just the fact of the matter it's the least sensitive way to say it but it's the fact of the matter no one gives a shit about coronavirus restrictions and mask mandates and how good we have to be to open up to have barbecues with our family on fourth of july an overwhelming majority of this country do care about the fact that Joe Biden wants to take away our guns. They want to pack the Supreme Court and that there is a crisis on the southwest border. And the more that we don't fight for those things that are important to a majority of the Americans who can't keep the news narrative, then we lose the battle. We have to stay in this fight. We have to keep doing things like we're doing right now. And if it comes in the fact of podcasts or it comes in the fact of advocates or if it comes in the fact of, 
you know, gubernatorial candidates like Major Williams, or if it comes in the facts of TikTok accounts like Yolati or Instagram accounts like Geisha, you know, you have to be able to get out there and get ahead of these narratives when everybody in this room or on the Zoom, you know, podcast right now knows what's important. And we have to keep those things at the forefront of our fight. And the minute we start kind of giving in to all these things, like it seems like an oversurmountable lead. It seems like, you know, that meme, they really had us in the first half, but we came out and really got them in the second. That's what kind of where we're at right now. And we just have to kind of continue to stay in this fight and do the things that are important to us and to, you know, contributing to what a majority of America feels Uh to kind of sway that narrative away from what they want us to think. Everything they want us to do right now has to do with coronavirus, has to do with social justice and the riots. You know, there was audio I had queued up for today that I don't want to play. Um, There was one on CNN and there was one on MSNBC. The one on CNN, there was a reporter who was doing a live feed and while she's doing this live feed and saying how terrible this stuff is going on in Minneapolis, this African-American man came up to her right live on the air and was like, he grabbed the mic away from her and he's like, that was epic. Yeah. He's like, what the fuck are you doing? Get the fuck out of here. And this lady's like, Oh yeah, we're going to talk. And he's like, we ain't going to fucking talk. He's like, the shit that's going on right now is fucking 10 blocks away. And you're over here acting like it's like fucking right here. And she's like, Oh, I'm going to give you my We're going to go up to the front line. Yeah. He's like, no, we're fucking not. And she's like, yeah, well we're live right now. He's like, we're not fucking live. He's like, we're not. And I don't know if it was live because I saw it on Instagram. If it was CNN, it definitely wasn't live. There you go. And the same one on MSNBC. These people were on MSNBC like two nights ago. And, you know, during the first night of this stuff after the guy got shot. And this guy like walks up like right in the middle of this lady's interview and grabs a microphone away from her. And he's like, get the fuck out of here. We don't want you here. And it's like they're trying to give us a narrative that they want us to think. You know, the people who are nine to five jobs, who are stuck in that NPC. Mm-hmm. I don't like to really say simulation, you know, uh, Nick's going to get pissed right now. Don't use the <laughs> word. But it's like, you know, that whole psyop of like that nine to five life where people like go home every day and they make dinner and they sit down and they watch the news and the news tells them like everything is terrible. And it's like, oh, man, well, everything you know, is terrible. on the news. I pay for this cable. This cable must be legit. Everything is terrible. Then it must be terrible. It's been terrible since like 18 to 40. Right. But that's not the fact of the matter is what they're telling us is terrible is not coronavirus is not terrible. It's not. It's a variant of the fucking flu that affected like a very targeted demographic of everything. It's a biological weapon. Perfect. How dare you? And that's basically it. Period. Okay. I've had coronavirus. I've had coronavirus. All right. I'm in my mid 40s. I'm overweight. Damn, boy. I'm <laughs> thick, boy. <laughs> Guess what? Didn't fucking die. Not only did I not die, but I had no fucking symptoms. Okay? I did an antibodies test last July, and I tested positive for antibodies. Okay? Because I, I get vitamin You're D. You're an American. I kind of wanted hydroxychloroquine. You got that vitamin D. You're an American. But I couldn't vitamin get it. D. Yeah. Maybe it was a false positive. No. I, I had vitamin D, not the vitamin D. <laughs> I said vitamin D. See, this is what happens when you have more girls than guys in the podcast. I'm, I'm not opposed. But the, but the fact of, and then the social justice warrior bullshit and the virtue signaling, like that stuff caters to the news only. It's not the pulse of America. America does not care. 
The media only wants you to give a shit about what happens in Los Angeles, San Francisco, Chicago, Miami, Atlanta, Georgia, New York, and a couple other fucking cities across the country, and that's it. As if those are the only places that exist in this country. Well, we have a money-based media where they're getting funded based on clicks. So them keeping people outraged and at each other's throats. How dare you? Is what keeps them in the money. And that's exactly why we're in the situation we're in right now. Question. Has you guys have been around more than I have here in the United States, obviously. Okay. Um, you don't say. Yeah, I, <laughs> I came from the Dominican Republic. Long story short, has the media ever said anything about the concent, you know, the concentration camps in China? <laughs> oh, absolutely not. Negative. How dare you? Once they filmed what? Mulan, Disney right. Plus Mulan, was like, exactly. why don't you ask LeBron James? Uh, according to according to Joe Biden, uh, China just has a different cultural norm. Just cultural differences. So geno- yeah, right. Genocide. First of all, Mulan was definitely filmed in communist China. Oh, well, not only that, but the concentration camps and like the Uyghur death camps that they have there—it's completely yeah. normal. It's it's cultural. Yeah, it's pretty. Um, so so this is like for a new listener. If you see how sh- piece of shit they are, that they don't even talk about the people that are being. Um, they've been tortured in a huge scale to the point, you know, they, they get the worst type of, of pain. Right. Um, and, in this whole education, you know, the last time this happened was in World War II, right? So, so in a way, like take a time, take a second of your day and, and try to talk to someone about how shitty the mainstream media is and, you know, cause this is something that the whole entire world should be concerned about. Um, because we're talking about inhumane things all over that they just hide, they just dismissed completely. Yep. And it's just a weapon. It's just continuously used as a weapon in, you know, in ben- for benefiting the owners because these are private fucking companies. They, they're not really there to, we're going to try to find the truth for you. No, they don't give a fuck about the truth. They're just there getting their money. The Gates and Melinda Foundation, whatever, they spend tons, hundreds of thousands, millions, whatever, and all of these networks, including the Hispanic ones, you know, like Univision and like all these other ones. Hey, you're Hispanic, aren't you? Because, yeah, like you're saying, because you know that this is not only a targeting the United States or right. anything. They have their, you know, they have their investments all over. And I had this, man, this pain in the butt trying to explain to my mom what's going on because she, she you know, I think we talked about this last time that she kind of enjoys a, being a scared and all of that and kind of ruining it for her. I'm telling you, dude, the media, it's so controlled in my country, is insane. My country has been controlled by the foreigns for years. For like, dude, there's like Freemason lodges everywhere there. All politicians are Masonic or whatever. And and you know when we spoke about how they are following exactly the same agenda that, that the same things that are going on here are going on there. What are the odds that the exact same stuff is happening there as well? But anyway, get some strength. You know, this is not going to hurt you more than what can actually, you know, that the actual consequences of not doing anything about it. Do something about it now before, you know, before we end up being, again, in one of the countries. The that, gulags. Um, you know, that I'm <laughs> telling you, many yeah. people wish they had the opportunity to stand. So if you still have the opportunity to stand, do it. Do I've it. said it several I times know. in this show, I question my soy harvesting skills. Soy I, I, re- <laughs> I really don't want to be able to. To have to put that to the test to see how much <laughs> soy I can harvest in the gulags. 
No, but, I think that's a good point, though. We need to be having those conversations in real life yeah. with humans this as opposed is, to just the Internet. I feel like all of us are very good at posting on the Internet, but that only reaches a certain yeah. audience. This we is so much have, more serious than exactly. just like, you know, we joke about it and stuff, but this is yeah, very no, it's serious. a real thing. And we time have, is of the essence. We like have we don't, a whole government trying to like keep, take everything away from us. Yes. Well, like children are being hurt. Well, people are being tortured in other countries. Like this is much serious than then like, okay, we're just gonna send, like, of course, memes have, you know, I live for memes and they help us get, you know, get to Process. people yeah. faster than those who, yes, hate. some people hate politics. We can even bring the memes into real life because I feel like a good way to reach a larger audience is with humor. A lot of times exactly. people yeah. are more receptive well, to this information. That's a great they, point. Saturday Night yeah. Life love to reach the people who hates watching news, hates watching all of that, to control the narrative in, in a way, in a form of comedy. I am a huge comedy fan, and you know I I love I've been memes my man memes are everything like we we live in the same place we send each other memes even like as soon as we reach a different room uh, and it reaches people uh, but as once you know once there's people who we cannot reach like the some older generations who don't even get it like they don't get some of these jokes and stuff. Right. But they are falling for all of these narratives right now. They're buying into all of these vaccine things. They're going to get all these, like, MRNI, you know. And, you know, you, we want, I really don't want people to get into that vaccine, man. Well, and, but they can like, still be reached with humor, even if they're 85 oh, years old. You but know? I feel like the older people are not the problem because they get what's going on. Like, they've been around long not enough. Not all of them. You'd be A surprised. lot of them. <laughs> My mom doesn't. No. Yeah. Older than your mom, though, I think. How <laughs> dare <laughs> well, you want to know what? We need to move on to something a little bit more positive. Okay? Stop the steal. That, uh, that's always a high point on the show. Listen, a couple weeks ago, Mike Lindell went out and said on Steve Bannon's war room that Donald Trump will be the president by August of this year. Nick, don't fucking doom it. Look. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. I love his product. <laughs> a lot of people forget this dude was like a meth head. What, a year ago? <laughs> hey, have you Crackhead. read his book from Crackhead to CEO? Crackhead to CEO? Yeah. First of all, if you think he wrote that, you're <laughs> stupid, okay? Ben Shapiro probably wrote that. Stop it. <laughs> Mike Lindell hasn't written anything in the past 20 years since he's been on crack. You're never going to get it. <laughs> hey, listen. We talked about it offline before Never the show. This isn't really helping our case. They were to get going him on to sponsor show. you. They're not going to sponsor you anymore. <laughs> Till this day. I'd like to publicly apologize to Mike Lindell and Mike Lindell Industries. Look, his 25 pound $300 blanket. It's not $300. It is, is expensive. I tried to buy it. It's so expensive. You forgot yeah, to use the promo code. Yeah, yeah I used the promo code. It was like. <laughs> if you enter the promo code 17, you get 66% yeah, I had to off. add extra money on the end of that. Whatever. I got mine for 178 what did you get? I need I need a whole I want the pillow topper. Yeah. Look, okay. Yeah, that looks legit. I need a mattress. That's expensive. I'm just saying, whatever I paid for the weighted blanket was worth it. Okay. But may or may not have been 300 bucks. Correct. He needs to stand out. <laughs> no. He does. Listen. Why do you look, say that? Nick, I, listen. Between me and you, look, I, I know you're a spiritual man. There I are, am a spiritual man. There are biblical comparisons to Mike Lindell, the pillow farmer. Mike Lindell couldn't and, pass a drug test from CVS. And Jesus Christ, at this point, the carpenter. He would not be able to pass a drug test. You yes, know why? He would. He he's on that trucker. Right he's now? on that cross country trucker speed. He's off the rails. Have you seen some of the memes where it's like the Pepe Mike Lindell and he's like, <laughs> the, the, what is it? The container company? Yeah. 
I you, love him. And I love him too. I'm telling you. But if you gave him a CVS drug test, he would pop for 99% of whatever that drug test Stop comes it. back. What no. I think is that, that the problem is yes. not giving, the problem is when you 100%. give people a certain date, when um, people have been um, told so much, so many different dates, and, and we're kind of vulnerable about it, That's I, I think that's where, where, where you kind of are going or not. Is I, that love, you, I love the products, yes. Awesome. I mean, it would obviously be amazing if that was true, in fact, but I won't hold my breath. Yeah, um, he's still a I'm with you. I, I think he needs to kind of chill, too. All right. So, Thank so, you, so, so Lottie. Look. Did everybody hear Stand what, by. No, no, stop. Mike did, Lindell. Did, speaking of Michael. On the record. So if Mike Lindell couldn't a pass crackhead. a drug test at, at CVS. He's a crackhead. What could you say about former three-star general Michael Flynn? I'm not Daddy. saying that a drug test from CVS St- is no, stop it. negative. I'm asking you a question. I'm putting you on the spot. What would you say about Michael Flynn? Are you gonna are you gonna trust what he says? Are you're you talking about what specific drug he would fail? You're talking about Michael Flynn, nearly 35 years in the intelligence community, is a high-ranking military. Yeah, he's probably not passed for like Adderall. So do you do you trust Michael Flynn? <laughs> I trust him more than a crackhead. Okay, pillow so sales if, if, you're trust, if you're trusting Michael Flynn more than you trust Mike Lindell, uh huh. Michael Flynn spoke last night at a conservative event. Okay, and he made some claims. I, I agree with you. And, I just want to I just want to put this point. While he was at an, a, a, like a legitimate event doing his thing, Mike Lindell was probably like a mattress firm center in like San wow. Luis Obispo slinging mattress tops. Stop it. No. Doing lines off his finger. I'm just saying. There's he, a difference. he wears his cross on the outside of his shirt. So did 50 Cent in Get Rich or Die Trying. Okay, so there's that. Here's what we're going to do. Instead of listening to Mike Lindell. I love Mike Lindell. Okay, okay, okay. Saying, okay. I don't believe that- he's... Not a method. And saying that Donald Trump's going to be president by August, we're going to listen to Michael Flynn, who basically led to the fact that Donald Trump possibly still okay, is our president. Okay, This ad is brought to you by Mike Lindell. Sneaking around in these, you know, different uh, PACs and CPACs and all these other, you know, organizations. They're like, well, so-and-so are being touted for this in 2024. Hey, we're, you know, when I asked him is, well, where's Donald Trump? What does he think about that? Yeah. You know, because if he thinks, hey, he's still the leader of our party, he's the president of the United States. Yeah, 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 yeah. So what is he get? All right, rate it. What do you think? He said he's still the leader of our party. Semicolon. He's still the president of the United States. I would love if he meant that it sounded like he was giving a hypothetical and the crowd went wild and that was it you think he was giving a hypothetical so what you're saying is you don't trust the plan if you're talking I think about he's just depressed Jesus plan and the I'm not Q talking movement, about the Jesus plan I'm just saying I'm Q talking about the plan plan and all the people that are behind Q or drunk. are we doing this or drunk. are we doing this because okay, you gave me the cringe I'll, I'll finish I'll finish this statement right now you said you were going to control him you were going control. If I had the mute button over here, I probably would be. Guess what? <laughs> Don't fucking say. For whoever's reason, Show I'm in charge of the soundboard. Button. That can change. It cannot change. These people that are in charge of this Q movement, and I'm talking about all the people we've had on this podcast that uh, we interact with the community, including us. Here's a tip: get out of your mom's basement, find your own house. Do your own research. Maybe trust the plan. Okay, but but part of these people Ooh. we interact with are like we just avoided a huge dock, look, look, doxing look, 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 look. right now. 
people are like, it's cute. It's part of the plan. And it's like, what do you do outside of the podcast? It's like, I'm part time at Walmart. No, no, okay. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. No, 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 no. But, uh, no, what, I understand where you're coming from. Let me explain to everybody. People that say, and I'm talking about some people very specifically who Quote, say, unquote. you want to break the LARP. Stop. Nick, oh Noah, God. and myself physically break the LARP in our real life. Yeah. I will that, break there, that. There's no doubt about that. Correct. Okay. Right. So this podcast is just an extension of the non-LARP which we live in our professional lives. Thank Fact. You. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we bring that to you every week. As far as the plan trusting goes, I'm on board. Not with the HBO documentary. Not with feet sniffing Ron Rockins, okay? With his gold glistening okay, right, exactly. fingerless not with, gloves. Not with the chicken nugget in the wheelchair, Hot Wheels, and all that yeah. other bullshit. <laughs> but the fact of the matter is, is that we are 100% trusting of the plan. There's nothing wrong. Listen, smashing pedophile rings... I'm down with Panic in D.C.? Yeah, let it rip. Okay, Patriots in control, military in control, I'm 100% down with I'm with you. I'm with you. But the fact that people are like, everything's a simulation, this is all bullshit. Okay, we're not going there today. Your mortgage (laughs) is due on the 1st of May. And if you don't do that, and the simulation. This is this is when they get you because they, get it. it's like when 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 you know you have a group trying to push a certain please you know, timing for things, huh? Please weigh in. Weigh in? What's that? Yeah. Come in. What you're doing right now? Yeah. Give us your opinion. Monday. First of all, uh, can you can you verify for the audience that none of us here think that Steve Bannon is cute? Nobody here thinks that no, Steve no. Bannon no. is cute. <laughs> uh, no, I I feel like um, because we have been kind of emotionally put in so many places, we are vulnerable to all these ups and, you know ups and downs with what's happening. But you have to see that things are happening every day. Something is happening. I'm seeing this daily. I'm seeing how all of the you know there's tons of people being arrested, human traffickers. We're seeing all these pedophiles being taken down of yep. like their their offices, like CEO stepping down. We're seeing things happening. We cannot act like nothing is happening when it is. And because you don't you don't want to have uh, this pain in your heart like oh everyone is bad it, it's not the reality is it's not and it's not just because I say so it's because we have the fact the facts of, of what a lot of like themes are getting together like they're doing they're working we're seeing how uh, even the people together they're freaking taking down big ass companies by not purchasing their shit yep. you know it is it you, again you cannot underestimate the power of the people together and and it's it takes time we're talking about the a giant system of people who control so much stuff it's not something that you just take over overnight and then also the waking and and just you know kind of like doing this slap in the face to people like wake up this is what's happening that also takes time there's people who have been literally brainwashed to trust the people who are harming them and that takes also time to heal and um you know, I do get that, you know, like, uh, we wish, uh, we wish someone uh, should be now, uh, you know, publicly as our president, not the whatever thing that we have right now. But I do Oof. feel that things are happening and it, it just takes time. Yeah, it certainly does. And speaking of things that take time, we're, we're getting into <laughs> Stop the Steal. Listen, we got a couple stuff that, couple, yeah, it's fine. A couple things that are going on right now. We have Jovan... Pulitzer, who is mostly famous for 
during some of the stuff that went on in Georgia directly following the elections to where Dominion was giving like a PowerPoint presentation on how they were unhackable. He sat in the back of the room. We covered it on the show. And hacked them. And hacked them live. Um, he was been offered by a third-party entity $10 million to not participate in any of the recount efforts that are going on right now. Yeah, that's trash. So he pretty much doxed whoever was pretty was you know offering that kind of money and said that he's in it to win it. In addition, uh, Matthew DiPerno, Italian power, uh, who's been working in Michigan, and we covered him for months throughout Stop the Steal. He um, is working on the end of his audit there where there was a, you know, almost 600% discrepancy in the amount of votes that were cast um, compared to the amount of votes that were counted in the 2020 election in uh, Antrim County in Michigan. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you have that stuff going on right now. His report pretty much says that Modem chipsets were installed in the voting machine motherboards and used in Michigan. Something that they said did not happen. There were 600, or I'm sorry, 66,194 unregistered ballots tallied in just nine Michigan counties by his expert analysis. So you're talking about the vote totals that um, came into a place where I think Donald Trump lost by less than 20,000 votes. Mm-hmm. You have 66,194 unregistered ballots. So that's just talking about voter roll cleanups at the very minimum. Um, for months, companies behind the computer voting systems claimed that their computers did not have internet access when he was able to prove that they did. And this was in a forensic audit. Um, you know, it's one of those things where just like Georgia, they just passed a whole bunch of laws which basically safeguarded things that they say did not happen during the 2020 election. Now you have Michigan going through a forensic audit of some of their... You're just talking about, I believe Michigan has like 50-something counties, and you're talking about nine counties, and you have 66,000-plus questionable votes. That's in, substantial. In a state that Donald Trump lost by less than 20,000 votes. Imagine if you go through all those fucking counties. It's absolutely ridiculous to even speculate. Um, You know, moving on, the Nevada Secretary of State was censored by the Republican legislator there because in a state where Donald Trump lost, hypothetically, by 34,000 votes, there was much more corruption included in the numbers of the votes total than the winning margin. Um, yesterday, the Nevada Secretary of State was censored for her role in the state's corrupt 2020 election results. Uh, the Nevada Republican primary voted to censure the Secretary of State in accusing her of failing to fully investigate allegations of fraud in the 2020 election. She says there was no widespread voter fraud and that her own party is attacking her for refusing to put, I'm quoting, my thumb down on the scale of democracy. Um... You know, of course, the Nevada Secretary of State should have been censored on 42,000 counts. That's how many votes are in question right now in Nevada in a place where I said Donald Trump lost by less than 34,000. So, and those are just the ones in question. Those are the ones they've been able to do kind of an audit on. You know, and, and that's something that we need to really investigate. And then you have Arizona, which is about to do the largest forensic audit in, in probably the history of presidential elections 
And that's set to kick off on April 22nd. Um, the Arizona Senate's Maricopa County 2020 election audit is scheduled to kick off on April 22nd. And um, the audit will be performed in front of cameras. The participants are being reviewed for background checks now. So you're talking about, let's go back to that time article uh, that came out at the end of February that basically said there was, was it fortified the election? Yeah, fortified. So you had the ethics are for the Obama administration collaborate with big tech uh, ballot dump boxes. You had two of the biggest labor unions in the United States. Yep. And a whole bunch of um, multimedia entities kind of collaborate to kind of twist the media narrative against Donald Trump and towards the opposition and in turn negatively affect when you combine free-for-all mail-in ballots and that absentee bullshit that happened because of COVID, which led to the results of the current state of the presidency that we're in right now. You also have four states that I just mentioned who are in audits. You have a fifth state that I previously mentioned, Georgia, who already amended their laws to um, circumvent the things that led to the outcome of the election in 2020 uh, that were alleged and never founded on, but then amended in the state's constitution with voter law changes. Exactly. And it kind of leads us up to this point where we're at right now. I don't know if you guys saw today or not. There was a um, Project Veritas dump in regards to shit that's going on with CNN because they're probably the biggest collaborators of the mainstream media and the stuff that's going on. You know, kind of uh, counterproductive to what needs to be done mainstreamedly with reporting news straight. Did you guys see it today? I haven't seen it yet, but I was... I love it. Geisha, no? Gonna watch it. I, I do well with the CNN. I I just saw when I was driving. I saw the post where some some who was the lady that the that Project was, Veritas stuff. Was, yeah, yeah. yeah. I I, I think that up. was Babylon B that we were watching. No, no, not the not the parody. I was it was actually them that posted. Something. Yeah, there was a. No, it was like a Tinder date or something, right? Well, it was a whole bunch of different things. There was a couple of different leaks, and the way Project Veritas works, let's just say you're in the FBI. Okay. They will find somebody on the street who's completely clean and have them enroll in the FBI and literally go through the entire process. You're talking about hiring, academy, placement, and then into the field. And then once they're actually an FBI agent, that's when they'll start to do their work. Mm -hmm. That's the way Project Veritas works. They don't just like hire somebody off the street and be like, hey, go deliver a pizza to CNN and, you know, ask them how they feel on this, that, or the other thing. They have people really come into the company and infiltrate and get the exact, you know, vibe of what they want to push. And today they released, I know there's probably some stuff since the the show started that's come out, but from what I got today, it was kind of soul crushing narrative in regards to the 2020 election. I have some of the video now I want to play for you. Shots of him jogging. Him and Aviator Shades and like like you paint him as a young geriatric. We were creating a story there that we didn't know anything about. You know, we were so that's that's I think that's probably it. Look what we did. We got Trump back. I am a hundred percent gonna say it. And I hundred percent believe it that if it wasn't for saying that, I don't know that Trump would have got voted out. Our focus was to get Trump out of office. 
voted out. Our focus was to get Trump out of office, right? Without saying it, that's what it was, right? So our next thing is going to be for climate change awareness. Do you think it's going to be just like a lot of like fear, like climate? Yeah, fear sells. Fear sells. No one ever says those things out loud, but it's obvious. But a CNN director is on tape telling us that they're propaganda, helping a certain political candidate, employees admitting what we've always known to be true. Trump uh, was, uh, I, I don't know, like his hand was shaking or whatever. Like we brought in like so many medical people to like all tell a story that like it was all speculation. That he was like neurological damage, like that he was losing it. He's unfit to you know whatever. We were. We were creating a story there that we didn't know anything about. You know, we were... I think there's just like a COVID fatigue. So like whenever a new story comes up, they're going to latch onto it. They've already announced in her office that once the public is will be open to it, we're going to start focusing mainly on climate. It's our it's going to be our focus. Like uh, like our, our focus was to get Trump out of office, right? Without saying it, that's what it was, right? So our next thing is going to be for climate change awareness. Who decides that? The head of the network, like, just... Who's that? Is that Zucker? Zucker, yeah. Climate change is going to be the next COVID thing for CNN. We're going to, we're going to hone in on it. Our focus was to get Trump out of office, right? Without saying it, that's what it was. And that's the question, Mr. Zucker. Why is it so important to hide? the truth of what you're really trying to do. Mm, you know. Wow. Mm. So that's some hot mic, hot take yeah. stuff. I mean, none of us are surprised I mean, by I this. No, say, we all knew this already. But then one thing is to have but evidence. But they admit it. Uh, then we knowing, like, yeah, we know, but when you have evidence, this is why they keep winning their court, court cases. battles, yeah. Yeah, I love them. So, I mean, that's kind of what we're up against. They literally have stated from their highest executives down to the field workers, what you know, are. and the journalists, their mm -hmm. job was to bring in as many experts as they can to flood the narrative yep. and fabricate with, a story with okay. negative stuff in regards to certain candidates. No ifs, ands, or buts. Yep. So you take that Project Veritas dump combined with the Time article, which anybody can go up and look. And if you want it, hit me up in the DMs and I'll, I'll, I'll be sure to forward it to you. I have it saved in my uh, internet browser history. I have it open in one of the tabs because I like to reference it all the time. I'm going to need that. It, it was just one of those things where it was an insurmountable mountain for Donald Trump to try and climb. And you're still trying to tell me that. Is there anybody in here who's under the assumption that Joe Biden tallied 80 million votes? No. <laughs> But everybody in this room right now assumes that Donald Trump has, like, attained at least 75 million votes. At least. At yeah. least. At least, yeah. He broke the matrix in the 2016 election. There's no doubt that he wouldn't be able to break it in the second. Yeah, yeah they never thought that was going to happen the first time. That's the only reason it, it, I mean, it passed. <laughs> regardless if you agree with all of his policies, he's probably the most popular candidate in the history of the world. Or at least in the history yeah. of the republic. Yeah. yeah. Yes, definitely. So, and, and and regardless, I mean, I know there's a lot of people, like, we're going to have human vibration on next week. And she said a couple of weeks ago on one of her podcasts that she thought it was funny that someone who's the owner of Golden Toilets was able to win the votes over of people who, like, worked in mines. Mm -hmm. 
But when you just look at the black and white and the narrative of Donald Trump all the way up from almost the 80s, it's always stayed the same. He's consistent. Yeah. Right. Rega- Absolutely consistent. Regardless of the fact of how much he's monetarily worth, yeah. his stance on how America has constantly gotten fucked in the worldview has never changed or wavered. And the great thing is you can go back and look up all of these interviews from like... You're talking about... Starting in 1980 all the way up until now. He never changed his position. Larry King, Oprah, Sally Jesse Raphael. Before they all hated him. In addition Mm -hmm. to five books where the narrative stayed the same. America is getting jobbed in the global scheme of business, in the global scheme of paying, in the global scheme of immigrants... And things of that nature, and there's just not anything that really changed other than maybe his political information where affiliation where he once probably identified as a Democrat back when Democrats were something different than they are now. Exactly. Yes. To identifying as a Republican when he won in 2016, but in the same time, he, he redefined the Depo- Republican Party. Donald Trump did not run the Republican Party of, let's say, Mitch McConnell and Lindsey Graham. And people of that nature, even like some of the here, Dan Crenshaw, Trey Gowdy, Donald Trump is not that person. So he he is is a true conservative in the fact that he wants smaller government, less regulation, strong borders, uh, clout on the international scale in regards to the military Mm -hmm. and things of that nature. And right now we're seeing the direct opposite. You know, we have some of the biggest adversaries of the United States, Russia. China, Syria, North Korea, and countries of that nature basically saying, fuck off, we don't want to talk to you. Mm-hmm. Not only are we not going to talk to you, we're not going to fucking work with you at, at the oh, very minimum. Yeah. yeah, just fuck off. We like the other guy better, number one. Number two, you can't even put a sentence together. Like, <laughs> we actually played Kim Jong-un on here a couple weeks ago when he addressed the uh, North Korean, you know, senator, whatever they're called over there. And what did he call he said Joe Biden can't even string his sentence together, so therefore our government won't be working with yeah. him. So that's how he addressed his Congress or whatever it's called. And, and it's just one of those things to where it's like, you know, you have to sit back and kind of look at everything that's going on and know that something else bigger is unfolding right now. And there's a lot of other stuff going on, misinformation in regards to COVID, misinformation in regards to social justice and all that other shit. We're, you know, we're going to go through a long period of time where cities are going to be really fucked. Um, I, I read a tweet the other day, I forget who it was from, and it said there was pre-planned riots in everywhere from Minnesota, New York, Portland. It was like Milwaukee. Even it was a public list. Right, cities in New Jersey, and it was just, you know, so now we pre-announce riots? Like, I don't get how that works. And it's just one of those things where... Uh, you know, it gets kind of cliche to see it say you have to continue to hold the line. But at the end of the day, that's basically what it is. If you have these principles and you have these values, there's only one thing you can do. And it's stand up for them and hold the line. Whether it's something as what some people may see in, as insignificant as a mask mandate or getting your coffee at Starbucks, <laughs> all the way up to whether or not the 2020 election was a legitimate presidential election. And if the current administration in there now is in control Mm. or is it the military? So if you look at the entire joint chiefs of staff, they're still Trump loyalists. Every single one of them was appointed by Donald Trump. So, you know, it's, it's one of those things where you have to look at 
and and pick and choose those battles and see where you kind of hang your hat. Well, and it's also too like uh, like Aisha said, um, these things take time, but it's not like nothing's happening. If you, mm-hmm. I mean, we we've come through enough history now that we can look back and see that things have happened. There's a lot of stuff happening, exactly, and that things are happening, but these things take time, and um, and and yeah, you just you just hold the line and you look back and you see that things have happened. They continue to happen, and and it's on different groups also. Like it's everyone is doing its own uh, work. Like right. us as us as society, we're doing a lot of work too. There's uh, people also that are um, talking, exposing what's going on. Also, it's another group. There's people who are also in a way supporting or in, a, in in other words not supporting some of these companies they're putting also their work into that we have people what is it is that the navy seals that i see a lot that they're working a lot into some uh some of depending on the, all the different areas of the military i don't know what's going on that much in that area but i know some stuff is going down there as well um and we're seeing politician also like going against the whole like passport sh- stuff because yeah. it's ridiculous and it's a violation of human and rights and if you also also are going to truly operate by the rule of law which is what this country is about then it's going to take time yeah so it's happening it's happening it is know? happening i like it i mean i think that uh at the end of the day it's like how much you want to investigate number one for yourself and, and kind of dig deep into, you know, all the things that are going on. And, you know, pretty much number two is just like how hard you want to hold that line. And when you have those convictions, do you want to really make that the hill you uh, die on? So I don't know. What do you guys think moving forward? Um, but I think that's part of Part of holding the line do we is, have, is having the conviction to stand for what you believe in. Do we know anything um, in uh, regarding some of the, uh, I mentioned kind of uh, a second ago, like anything about the military, if there's anything that people are not finding out. like You mentioned the, the Navy, and I would just like to state that they recently put out an image of the eagle, no. the bald eagle with the mask. <laughs> I say exactly. No. That's why I wanted to like talk because I'm like I think I I don't know so I don't know anything about it's what these people are fault. doing. Sorry, no. I'm so <laughs> I probably God. mean a different branch that Damn is not it. this one. Yeah, I saw that. that does in, not give me much hope. And I was like, <laughs> what's going on? Why they put a mask on the eagle? Come on, um, come on, chief. What's up? But I want to know. I kind of want to know what's going on in that because I'm really, really, really confused. Uh, especially when I saw that. Um, <laughs> well, that, that plus the fact that they're doing what sensitivity training. Yeah, for, I mean, for mm. military personnel and some mild, just, mild critical race theory. Yeah. I just want to know if this is something where is really up to the people and to the like some people and not really, you know. I, I, I really don't know who am I supposed to trust right now. You know, like sometimes I feel like and that's like like the people, yeah, we the people are we're doing a lot of things, but um there are other other areas that I'm very confused about what what's going on. Like what was happening in the in you know, in the canal the other day and right. and like oh some of these things that are that the media's not talking about this stuff, you know? So, like, what are we going to do? We're just going to guess what's going on? That's why I think it's just up to us to keep spreading awareness and having conversations with people in real life, like I said earlier, because a lot of people don't know these things, and so yeah. many of these things are so easily just swept under the rug or 
are not even seen or made aware to these to the other side Mm -hmm. or people who are even in the middle or even people who are on our side you know a lot of people just comply and they go along with what's easy just to you know avoid confrontation but I think it's gotten to the point where we all need to take a stand and be doing more and you know just everyone needs to pull their weight if we want to have any hope in and I'm not I'm not afraid of ask I I want like when I have certain like you know concerns or just doubts I I try to not like to to anybody to tell me how to think but I want to know what's everyone like what's their experience on all the different scenarios yeah. mm-hmm. so that way it helps me connect the dots because exactly that, and then I do that plus me doing my own research then I can like figure out the puzzle because the puzzle is pretty giant there's so much the system Absolutely. is huge is massive and um a lot of us there's people that i know that have been doing this for a long time like uh exposing and talking right. about what's going on and there are people that are a bit new like i feel like in my experience i'm a little bit new uh i only been um you know when, when i found out about how the deep deep like you know corruption in the u.s was going on uh it was less than two years ago of course i have always knew that 9-11 was an inside job always like this is not new i love it Same. you know it's it this is a different type of corruption where i'm talking about i'm talking about you know since coronavirus and all of this this is like the other the other part but i always knew that there's tons of corruption going on uh but since i found out how bad it was and what was happening to the children that's when i started speaking yeah. out and how could anyone deny that too like when when you bring these facts to people who are potentially unaware it's like what kind of person are you if you're just willing to deny that these are real problems? Like it's, it's absolutely abundantly clear that this is happening and anyone who's in denial is just completely brainwashed and potentially so far gone that there's no hope in getting through to them. But at least if you have these conversations in real life, you have a better chance at having that human connection as opposed to on the internet where they're so quick to just block you or, you know, delete you or erase your comments or whatever it may be. You know, and this this whole thing is a huge lesson too of us trying to drop our egos because I know that at a certain time it is really hard because we think like how do you don't see this this is so obvious are you guys like yeah. you know we can get over, it's all about the approach. we can get really uh, stressed about out about like how for can sure. you not see that this is yeah. really you know and and that's a moment for us to learn that we have to calm ourselves down because our goal is everyone like actually open their eyes to see what's happening and not really about like we need to know this or that which means sometimes we have to lower our like you know lower our calm calm down and and not really go you know full mode you know our our word yeah. and 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 trying to kill a motherfucker because i know there there's been moments where i just can't like i'm like oh my god how you guys cannot see this and and i see videos like the woman that was breastfeeding the baby in the plane oh god, and know. like this lady telling her that she has to leave i'm like that's, that's the type of i need to breathe that's another thing too is that if we witness this stuff happening we all need to band together we and stand to, up yep. and support the person who is struggling like the that's fact that no one on in plane, that video no said, one said a thing. Yeah. Everyone's just irritated They'd that just they're it. holding exactly. her up. They would rather pull out their phones and document it. But yeah. we need everyone to stand up. I if mean, you you can still pull out your phone and document it. Yeah, while standing. But also stand it. exactly. Yeah. And yeah. no one, yeah. not a single person did that. And that well, we still live in a society where people would rather film yeah. somebody getting their ass beat than are, help them. Are you saying them. we live in a society? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> 
are you going to make me do my Bane impersonation? No. <laughs> but exactly. I do a pretty good one. Yeah. That stuff drives me insane. But yeah. yeah. More we, people just need to, I think we just need to all grow up here and, you know, yeah. speak the truth and not be afraid to stand up. Well, there's too person. many, there's too many subjects like the, the human trafficking and the child molestation stuff where the media has already washed away their washed, hands of it. They've washed their hands of it because they can link it to all these so so-called fringe groups and yeah. these, these strange things that people believe. So you'll take the most wild allegation of the fringest of the fringe group and you're going to use that to invalidate like well, okay, the person on this side of the group that may believe some of the same things. Mm-hmm. They believe that this stuff is happening, but because this guy on the far side of it is saying crazy shit, you're just going to invalidate any argument. When or, it's literally happening. Yeah, it's literally happening. Because yeah. the, the division is so established. Uh, when I when I moved uh, to the United States, before moving to the United States, I was just, you know, geisha, whatever. When I moved here, I immediately uh, was realized... La- was now your, she's geisha. That's your no. last name? Geisha no, no. whatever? Now, now I am, you know, now I am a woman of color. Now I am a minority. Now I am a this and that. Like, I, I, I qualify for, like, a million different groups. Oh, You're getting a lot of money. It, it, it realized, it, you, you, you realize, like, damn, like, the, the division here is extreme. I qualify for a ton of stuff. I mean, not thinking about taking advantage of it because I know a lot of people like that. 100%. But the, it's it just tells you how crazy, insane the division is here in the United States. And we need to really stop letting them keep dividing more and more and more and more to yes. a point where, like, you can't even say a word because that means you are, you know, it. We're, they're going to, like, censor everyone in a bizarre way. I'm just so sick of it, man, at some point. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. No, we feel you. I mean, that's just kind of where we're at right now. And I think a lot of people are getting sick of it. It's just one of those things to, uh, to where we all have to recognize all the valid points that you guys have put out and a lot of the distractions that, uh, you know, we've outlined over the course of this podcast and podcasts before it and things that you guys have put on your own social medias that kind of the mainstream narrative is using to kind of take away from all the stuff that's really going on. You know, you want to talk about social justice riots in Minnesota because some kid got shot. Cool. Career criminal who committed an additional crime while being detained wound up getting shot and unfortunately died is running the entire mainstream narrative right now when like hundreds if not thousands of kids are literally are being, getting fucking raped yeah, and raped sex trafficked. And, yeah, the media, my 100%, friend. 100%. Like right now while, while we're doing this podcast in this instant, there's kids that are fucking getting sexually abused Yes. Somewhere yeah. on the southwest border because of the current administration, period. People and have, must wake up to what the media is really weaponizing everything. Absolutely. And in addition to that, I think a lot of people know, but as I think someone stated earlier, they're scared to speak out about it because of the doxing and all of the things, yep. the repercussions of speaking your mind and in fear that you're going to be associated with this crazy right-wing conspiracy theorist bullshit. But it's like... This is a huge issue, and if we don't all stand up, then nothing's going to happen, and it's really sickening that people are scared to voice their opinion in fear of losing their job or something happening to their family, and that's ultimately what it boils down to. So I just think that if everyone spoke up, there is massive strength in numbers, and and that's mm-hmm. all we've yeah. got at this point. Saying, yeah. We all need to stand up together. Yes, exactly. That's why it's so yeah. important to wake up because once you see it through the bullshit, 
they cannot get you anymore. You know that they have tons of puppets who are very famous, who like reach out millions of people on social media. They have almost majority of this mainstream media, uh, and, and like you know that everything they start putting on their news, it has it always has a purpose. It, they never really care about informing. They don't give a fuck about informing people. They really just have something in mind that they're gonna later use for something when they really for their start, advantage. When they really start targeting on something that seems insignificant, it's because they're taken away from what's really going on. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. No, it's always, I just realize, it's like everything is really cold. Uh, in, in Spanish, we say fríamente calculado, like calculated, like mm -hmm. cold. Like in the, I don't know if you have a term for this. But it's just calculated to a point where when you see this whole, oh, no, ID is racist, you know that they are planning something about voting without ID in the future. And then now we see what they're doing with, like, you know, bringing people that need, won't necessarily need uh, identification in order to vote. Now they don't, you know? So it's like mm -hmm. you kind of do the following the dots. It's, man. But it's sad that people don't understand. They can't see the long-term repercussions of this or can't even, like, you know, understand the bigger picture because everyone is so distracted by all of these menial things that continue to happen and all of these, mm -hmm. you know, racial issues and yeah. technology and whatnot that people are incapable of, of understanding the bigger picture. Right. And that is a downfall to us all because, you know, if people were able to understand that, I think we'd have a better chance at getting through to them. Yeah. Sure. Giannis, what do you think? I mean, moving forward, we talk about all these distractions, all of these. God, it's almost cliche to call them psyops. Because mm. <laughs> we're not getting into that today. Uh, what do you What do you think moving forward? What do we need to do, our community, to kind of hold that line and you know, really stand up for what we got going on? Um, honestly, I think it's important for us to just keep the main thing, the main thing. Um, and it's extremely easy to know what your calling is, um, in life or even your purpose, um, whatever keeps you up at night, right? Like whatever really just sparks a fire, um, you know, in your heart or under your ass, even to, to want to go out and to want to say things, um, keep that the main focus and then just drive it. Um, I think there's a lot of different lanes that people <clears throat> can unfortunately get themselves in where they're really not called to that specific topic. Um, or they don't have that, that passion. But I think, um, if, when it really comes down to it, each one of us are called, um, to be some sort of light in this dark world. And so when we keep the main focus, the main focus, um, we're coming from a place of our, not only our own truth, but actual truth. And you can reject the truth or accept it, but you can't change it. Um, and another good thing too, that I think, um, just in, in these days that we, that we can do to better ourselves is to keep an open mind that not everybody is the enemy, even though, um, you know, there's obviously opposing sides because the moment that we try to silence, you know, an opposing side, our, our point is now invalid. Um, so I always try to welcome on my platforms, you know, respectful people that are willing to have an open and honest, you know, whether it be dialogue or debate with me, right. um, obviously I shut down anybody who wants to be disrespectful. I blast them all over my account because if you're going to have balls like that in my dms you're going to have balls for me to tag you in my story period point blank. um yes. so you better come correct if you're going to come but anyway i try to be as respectful and as grace-filled as i can um but at the same time i you know i got a little bit of fire under me but um but yeah i mean it, again go, kind of going just back to what i was saying <clears throat> just making sure that we're um always coming you know with an open 
just an an open heart and just saying, Hey, like, this is, this is truth. You don't have to like it, but it is what it is. Um, but also making sure that we're arming ourselves with knowledge and understanding, um, you know, what's taking place in Minnesota right now. Like we said at the beginning of the podcast, it was a policing thing, right? Right. Um, that, that goes without saying, and it sucks. And it, and that, that poor officer is her, her life has probably changed and essentially over socially, um, from this point forward, but at the same time, we do touch on both sides of that. We touch on the fact that the person should have never gone back into the vehicle and, you know, made it uh, became a threat to every single other person. So just making sure that we have a balance of understanding on both sides of what's taking place is only going to, you know, lead us to further, um, you know, bring out the truth in every situation. Yeah. So that person should never even have been in a jail. Right. And that's, right. that's, you know, it's the same tragedy that happened with George Floyd and, and, and the apparent loss of a life it's just that if the system was set up to do what it was supposed to do a lot of these characters or actors in this whole theater that's going on right now and what everyone wants us to kind of see is a tragedy they wouldn't even exist in this timeline they would be where they were supposed to be and that's incarcerated well yeah i mean we covered a lot today. Yeah. yeah. But I think, I think it's good. And I think uh, if there's anything that we can kind of all agree on is that there's a lot of stuff that people don't agree on. <laughs> yep. So what we need to keep doing is staying strong in our convictions and in our, you know, way we feel about stuff moving forward and, and just kind of hold that line. So I'm going to go around the table, starting with Yolati. Why don't you tell every single person who listens to our show where they can find you? Um, so you can find me on TikTok. My at is, or my username is just, it's Yolati, I-T-S-Y-O-L-A-D-I. And then I'm on Instagram. Um, I had two accounts, but now I'm just down to one. So you can find me at, again, it's Yolati, only this one has an underscore. So Instagram is it. Yolati underscore and then TikTok is just it's Yolati. Yeah, I definitely hit her up. She's a treat to say the least when you want to. She's amazing. Of, it's yeah. your name, Yolanda. You guys are awesome. It sounds so, like no, Yolanda. that's no. It's no? Y O L A D I. It kind of derived from that name though. Because my aunt's yeah, my aunt's name is Yolanda. I love her. She's the best. Okay. okay <laughs> I don't know. It's random. <laughs> no, that's mm-hmm. good. That's okay. Why you have the floor? Geisha Montes, two time. Geisha Montes. In studio guest. In studio guest. Drove two hours and a half (laughs) to hang out with the homies. And we love you. And I love you too. I'm going to miss you so much because I'm going to leave in like two weeks. But whatever. I'm going to be in Dick Rhone Island. So it's going to be fine. Can I ask you a serious question? (laughs) I changed the name of Did you just say Dick Rhone Island? (laughs) Dick Rhone. Geisha. What's what's the name? What's the name of. of, Big Dick Ronland. There you go. (laughs) No. Listen, it's it's April 13th, 2021. Am I ever going to see you again? I hope so. I hope so, too. I hope to see you guys. And then, you know, there's tech, so I can also come and breaking like a virus. Boring. I know it's not the same. You see, that's why I wanted to come in person. You, He thought I was coming here to kill him. But I was like, you don't understand. It's different when you go in person. That was last fun. It's not too late. 
<laughs> you're still alive <laughs> it's different when you are in person and, and really have a you know contact person to person which is why they want you six feet apart because they don't want you to have that like connection exactly. human connection which with within each other like not seeing each right. other face to face and 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 meme and laugh and say stupid things that like i do all the time uh my name is geisha i'll spell it for you because it's kind of weird G-E-I-S-H-A-M-O-N-T-E-S. That's hot. That's it. Mm. And that's it everywhere. Like, you know, Instagram and all the all the other weird social medias. I'm making one, by the way. <laughs> Allison, Wonderland. Thank yes. you for coming. Thank you for having me. This has been lovely. I hope this was your cup of tea. This was my uh, bottle of beer. Well, let me tell you. <laughs> hey, let me Several. ask you a question. Honestly. <laughs> Did you need to put on a mask to get that beer? I did not. You're welcome. And that's exactly why I'm here. Thank you. You're welcome back here anytime. And listen, (laughs) if you ever got an in with Major Williams, we'd be more than happy to have him on this show with Nick a little less drunk. Oh, I'm sure he would love to come. Mm. He's very very down for, you know, anything. The grassrootsy stuff? Yeah, he loves it. Let him know. He's all about it. I'll let him know. Why don't you tell all of our friends where we can find you on social media? You can find me on Instagram. It is Allison with one L, A L I S O N, Wonderland Returns because I was canceled once and I am back. Imagine that. Yeah. Nuked. I know. Shocking. So, yes, Allison Wonderland Returns. And uh, that's, that's it. Just IG. Perfect. Well, there's a, so many different places where you can find us. Listen, subscribe to the show. Rate and comment. If you don't, Nick's going to call you a fucking asshole in future episodes. Where did I'm Nick not, go? Yeah, I have no idea where he went, but I'm not going to get into it, and I'm not going to call you that. Did we get did we get this guest? We're on iTunes, Spotify, Pandora, and Podbean. Um, you can visit our website at steakforbreakfastpodcast.com. We're also on Instagram with the same handle. Our backup account is Steak for Podcast. Breakfast. Steak for Breakfast? No, Steak for Podcast. Breakfast. Breakfast. Breakfast.com. <laughs> not .com. You've had a couple today, too, I think. We're on Twitter, DOS23TRES, and on Gab at Steak for Breakfast Podcast. Download the show, listen, like, follow, and share. It's not that hard. On our Instagram page, hit the notification bell. I put a lot of memes. You've seen my stories? Yep. They're fire. Yep, fire. Okay, fire. If, if they were garbage, I'd say they're garbage on the air, but they're not. No. So, and, and we share a lot of the uh, best friends of the show who will be announcing, you know, in a few minutes. Um, upcoming shows 420 next week Human Vibration Nice Perfect The week after that The Orange Men First week of May On the 4th Ray and Coda Qtards FM It's gonna be a good show We're gonna get a, a Kind of a Vernacular of what's going on In the UK mm-hmm. With a little bit of Big Dick Ron Land twist Cause that's where Coda's at <laughs> Big Ron Can't really Island. beat that Dick Ron Island <laughs> Dick Ron Island <laughs> As it'll be only known as for moving it forward. So, um, on the 11th of May, The Matrix Assassins. It's going to be a good show. Yeah. And, and then moving on to the 18th, we're going to circle back with Lala Beams. Who hey, doesn't you, are you not Dick love her? I love her. You love her? Yeah. Yeah, I kind of love her. I'm a fan. So let's not forget about all of our sponsors who help make this show is what it is. Stay Ready Gear. They're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and StayReadyGear.com. Man Rubs. On Facebook and Instagram and at manrubs.com, West Coast Survival Arms. Hit Mike up, 619-870-6992 and at westcoastsurvivalarms.com. Mediocre Medic at mediocremedic.com and dumpbox at dumpbox.us. 
Odyssey. Mm. One of our newest sponsors and donors. Very nice. And they're at odyssey.com. And then I want to do a special shout out because last week, um, Instagram handle account knucklehead underscore 19 provided us with a bottle of peanut butter whiskey. Oh, yeah. And made shirts for our World Economic Forum show. And he is at his business account of MAGA Powers. And we just want to say thank, thank you. you. Yeah, we really appreciate you. Austin wore her shirt for the show. It's a high quality shirt. It's a very high quality shirt. It's like Glock shirt level. Yeah. Triple yeah. t-shirt technology. I liked it. <laughs> t-shirt technology? T-shirt technology. <laughs> it's some kind of technology. Show creds. Lala Beams. Jasmine and Austin at Russian Disinformation. James from We People Radio. And Ray uh, from the Q-Tards. We all had some input this week that went into making this show. And most importantly, our friends of the week. Nick, you're going to have to laugh. I'll get there in a few. Cleo 3, good post. Axia 5.0, usually Bay. Uh, we got Destroy Fear 22, our friend Priscilla, uh, mm-hmm. also known as Law of One. Real Brenda Memes, Straight yep. Fire. Uh, Raging Patriotic Babe. We still want you to come on in May. Do it. The Reverse Mockingbird. Uh, Rise of the Phoenix, the Sassy Conservative. Baby Kings 2.0. <laughs> there you go. That was for Nick. Ladies and gentlemen, like, listen, follow, and share on all of your social media podcast um, platforms. And on behalf of myself, I'm Roan. Noah. Allison. Geisha. Amy. Yelati. This has been the Steak for Breakfast podcast. We will be back next week, 420, The Human Vibration. This has been the Steak for Breakfast podcast, and we'll see you soon. Steal the Declaration of Independence. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> no, just uh, keep up the good work. It was a hell of a podcast last time with everybody on. This one's going to be better. I wish I could have made it, but uh, I could have had stuff to do. We would have.